It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? What's good? What's good? I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson, and what the fuck is happening on my screen right now? Hmm? Who touched What's a button? Up? Did, did you, you touch, do that? Did Chris touch a button again? I didn't touch a button. I wasn't even in Skype, bro. <laughs> What's happening on your screen, Jamie? Uh, uh, Use your words. <laughs> There's, you're, we're at a bar, a like tiki bar. This is a this is that oh. no this is that stupid like uh, <laughs> Skype theater mode, dude. It's they did it to be cool. Together and it's mode. So it's yeah. It, who did it's that? So stupid. It just it. Someone might accidentally touch it. it. I promise you, it wasn't me. I know I'm easy to blame, but uh, no, it was definitely me. I changed it on my screen and I changed it back. <laughs> <laughs> See, but you changed it back, but then it like automatically keeps it for everyone else. It's like. Uh, I didn't think you guys would be able to see it. So <laughs> no, <laughs> so, so so it was you, but your ass instantly goes. Oh, did Chris touch something? <laughs> well, you said you touched something. No. And Jamie hadn't described what happened yet. Have, have I? I don't know what's happening right now. Have I introduced hey. us? I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli and Chris. Yeah, it went. Uh, I'm Jamie. That's Eli. And what the fuck is happening on my screen right now? <laughs> Chris is here too. If I didn't introduce him. This is a standard intro for a standard podcast yeah. that we are doing today, boys. Yeah. So, what? yeah, you know. You got a rabbit hole for us, Eli? Do I have a rabbit hole? You know, I not really this week because most of my week I've been watching, uh, or my weekend and week I was watching Formula One Drive to Survive, and we're going to be talking about Formula One later. So I don't really have a rabbit hole. I haven't been doing anything except for that. Nice. That's that's a Although, solid way to spend your weekend. Yeah, I mean, I can I can say that the um, the people in my town cannot park for shit. <laughs> cannot park for shit. I went to uh, a sandwich shop today, right before this. Go get little 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 dinner before we record. And I went to this place. Uh, you guys would both recognize the name Chiba Hut. Yes, sir. Just opened. Just opened in town. Um, went over there. There were four parking spots that I could not get into because people can't park. Four. That's There's a like lot. thirty spaces total. What the fuck are people doing? Learn how to park. There weren't even like trucks or big big cars. There were like fucking compacts that were like halfway over the line. What are you doing? What are you doing? Also, I think that's just like society in general anymore. I just guess, like- dude. Nobody can fucking park their cars. There was a guy uh, in this one. I, I he did it on purpose. But there, uh, there's like a restaurant by my house. That's like it's got like a really small parking lot, like a notoriously small parking lot for as big of a restaurant as it is. And uh, the front parking lot is four spaces. There was a Porsche that parked on all four. He just like parked his car across the whole thing. Yeah. I would have gotten that shit towed. 
<laughs> like, fuck you. I understand, like, if you if you drive a really nice car, like, maybe doing two, like, getting over the line a little bit so nobody's, like, denting your car or whatever. Um, but, like, all four, fuck you, dude. Yeah, Get that's a life. pretty fucked. Get well, a fucking life. Or if you drive your status symbol Porsche, maybe you obviously have enough money. Get yourself a beater. That's your Fred Meyer. That's your Costco. That's your bar hopping car. Very good. <laughs> like, very like, good point. Get yourself. I'll, I'll sell you my 97 Ford Taurus for $700. I'll make a profit on the car. And then you can you can have your beater. Like, If you have Porsche money, on. I'm sure you have the money to fix that little scratch. You would think, but they all park like assholes. And that guy especially. So if you're that guy and you listen to this podcast, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. That's my rabbit hole. I guess that's all I have. It's just I'm ranting about parking in my town. I think I think it's a rant about parking everywhere. People <laughs> just like I'm blaming COVID on everything, but I think people just really forgot how to drive. Okay, but like for real though, there is like people have forgotten how to behave in like a oh, civilized yeah, 100%. society. Hundred thousand so percent, dude. Yeah, I've seen more freakouts and blowups in like the last like six months than I'd seen my entire life before this. Yeah, people are people just absolutely going insane. People are not in like a good mental place. Like, yeah, like, get sure. the fuck. What are you doing? Yeah, people are not Why in a good sc- headspace. He's screaming at this waiter because he put tomatoes they on. They need your therapy. Yeah. Everybody needs therapy. Get therapy. Listener, go get therapy. No, no, no. See, this is your therapy. Make more people no, listen to this for gonna, their therapy. We're not going to. No, this is the opposite <laughs> of therapy. I'm pretty sure we're giving people <laughs> we, trauma we by listening therapy. to this podcast. We, yeah, no, we, it's, we it's, make it's, people it's, need therapy. No, it's good because, you know, you get on a parking rant and people are like, oh, God, I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not, you're you're not alone, listener. You are. You not can commiserate alone. with us in your car while you listen to our dulcet tones. Our dulcet tones. Should we should we should we talk about sports? I mean, there's like nothing happening right now, so not a I don't know thing. why we're even doing this. Oh no, we're doing a commissioner of sports movies. Remember? Oh yeah, we totally. Are doing what movie was Space I Jam supposed 2. to watch? No. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Now to sports. End of, end of that. That was the yeah, end okay, of the I, episode. Straight up, I turned it off. Oh, I it was terrible. Do it. Like it was even, really bad. Even being like like trying to go for Space Jam two, like I know this is not going to be as good as Space Jam one. I'm okay with that. Like I turned it off. It was awful. Terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, it was and just, if you go ugh. back, if you go back, um. Space Jam 1 sucks. Like, I love it. I'm sure you guys love it. I love it because of the nostalgia pops. But if you go back and, like, actually watch it and try to analyze it as a movie, it is a bad movie. If you listened to our commissioners of sports movie on Space Jam, that was pretty much the consensus. We all rated it pretty high, but not because of the quality of the movie. First off, (laughs) we need to teach you how broadcasting works. You don't you don't jump to the defensive of if you listen to it. You you jump to the and for more on Space Jam, be sure to go listen to our old episode, Commissioner of yeah, Sports. See, we this is why, why we you're have a professional. You. Yeah, this is why we have <laughs> you on here. <laughs> but anyway, it sucks. It's not a good movie. It's not a great movie. I'll give you that. Space Jam Two, far worse. Oh, I won't watch it. I I don't want to watch it's, it. It's, it's really bad. I watched trash. it because my son wanted to, and even he was bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how you know it's bad 
it it's pretty bad. All right. Sports. I don't turn off movies very often, like fully just like, no, fuck this movie. It's pretty rare There's for been, me. It's like Space Jam 2, La La Land, and that's pretty much it. I haven't like watched La La like Land, years. and I don't, don't want to. It's awful, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that director. Damien Chazelle did Whiplash, and that's a fantastic fucking movie. And then he turns around and does La La Land, which is a garbage movie. I think the, the last movie... I didn't actually walk out of the theater, but I actually looked at my wife and was like, we need to, like, this is terrible, was, I believe, Ghost Rider, Spirit of whatever, that, the second oh, well, Ghost Rider movie. that was your first movie. mistake going to the second Ghost Rider. So bad. <laughs> that movie was fucking awful. Yeah. You Did you go see, sorry, we're going down this rabbit hole now. Did you go see The Purge with me? Were you a part of that experience? The yes. first purge that was like all inside yes. the fucking house. Yes. And then, and, and we laughed. That was like the only time I like, oh, well, like the, the, the spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, bad movie, but um, like there's like a scene where like a bunch of people kill each other and then they like, they just like, they smash cut to like the next morning and they're all sitting at a table like, we're not killing each other anymore. But it's like a full smash cut from like a full on murder scene. And like, I just, I could not help myself. I just go, really? <laughs> and I interrupted the whole theater. People laughed. It was a bad movie. Did Don't you really drop a really terrible. in the <laughs> I, I I literally couldn't hold it back. It was such a bad transition. It was, oh, wow. Like, it, the whole movie was, that was. I've never movie. walked out of a theater, but I will say without pause that Pathfinder was the worst movie I've ever watched. And I definitely. I haven't seen it. That. Even know what that one is? That. that was back nope. in like early two thousands, probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But uh, it was a movie about like these Vi- like Vikings who come and pillage this Indian tribe, and then when they leave, they accidentally left one of their babies there, and so this former baby Viking gets raised by the indigenous people, and then years and years later, when the Vikings come back, like they want their kid back, but he's fighting for the for the, the indigenous side and goes to war with the Vikings. And like the, I can't, don't know who produced it, but they pushed it to the moon with advertising trailers everywhere. Like you're like, this movie is gonna be the shit. It sucked ass. It was so bad. Oh, maybe I'll have to look it. Up. I don't remember that. I don't do it. But it's you're not. So, it, the writing is horrible. The <laughs> editing is horrible. Like there's one scene where he's like chasing him on a but he's on a sled going down a snowy mountain and there's snow everywhere and then it cuts to the guys he's chasing then it cuts back to him and there's like no snow but he's still sledding down the fucking mountain <laughs> like what the fuck oh carl urban's in that movie i love oh. carl urban oh watch it to see if i'm right but it's bad it's so bad i'm just looking at the costume design and i could already tell you this is a bad movie <laughs> yeah yeah i could tell you it's unfortunate because I love Carl Urban, but yeah, I could tell this would be a bad movie. <laughs> no, it was brutal. All right, Dang. sports. Got a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal, dude. <laughs> yep, that it looks it got, pretty it got, terrible. It got 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which is, I think, the worst rating I've seen on an IMDb. IMDb is usually pretty generous, but yeah. 9% is yikes. <laughs> I'm watching the trailer again right now, and the trailer does. Makes it look like it's going to be a good movie. Fuck, they messed it up. So Even the brutal. audience score is 36%. That's really bad. 
That is really bad. All right. Sports. Ready break. Um, I got a question before we get into this. Is this the best sports season of the year? It's a good one. What? Right now. Like just March Madness? No, just this time of year in general. March Madness is a part of that. I'm just saying, like, we got the Masters coming up this week. You got March Madness right now just about to end. You got NBA and NHL actually starting to mean something. Uh, You got opening day this week in baseball. There's a lot. Yes. As a football fan, it is not the best. Um, As a sports fan, it objectively is. I think it is the best (laughs) sports, overall sports time of year right now. Yeah. I mean, I get more excited about like the beginning of college football. No doubt about right, it. Than this season. We're not even quiet about it. <laughs> but that being said, if you're be like, hey, what's the best time of year to be a sports fan? It's this. Yeah. No, yeah. I think I don't think it's even close, really. Um, so a little bit of reference to your Pathfinder. Um <clears throat> the, the the you may also like uh section is um redline. Apparently, some sort of racing movie that has a zero percent tomato meter, <laughs> forty-seven for fans. Um, a classic National Lampoon's Van Wilder: The Rise of Taj. Oh God! Seven uh, percent and thirty-eight. Blood and Chocolate, The Ultimate Killing Machine, and The Ring Two. <laughs> What the fuck kind of movie is this where Van Wilder, The Rise of Taj, <laughs> and the is Ring a fucking two? racing movie, and The Ring 2 are on the, the, you might also like this. Because you watch this movie and it's supposed to be suspense, it's supposed to be like thriller, it's supposed to be action. It's a comedy. A comedy of errors. It's brutal. Fair. That's fair. If it were if it were a sports team, it would be the Washington Huskies, a team that thinks they're good, a team that <laughs> thinks they're going to blow... The box office records, but then everyone walks out of the theater when they see him hit the field. See, now I'm bringing it back. I'm not going down these. Look paths, at that, Eli. You ready? You ready for this transition here? We're going straight into podium, and in the top slot of podium this week, the Washington Huskies are making the list, and that is Oof. because Oof. Twitter decided that the hashtag Go Dogs got the Georgia G after it officially <laughs> and Washington fans are not happy. <laughs> yes, dude. Fuck. Yes. I love that so much. Go sit down. You half ranking program. You fucking FCS losing school. Sit down. You don't exist anymore. To make it even funnier is the fact that, Working in digital content, when you when I'd write stuff, it's like you'd put it on social media and you obviously hashtag it out just so, you know, the metrics pick it up. And it's so easy. It's like hashtag go ducks, hashtag go beefs. And it's like you check ducks Twitter and everything's go ducks. You check beavers Twitter, everything is go beefs. You check husky Twitter and you're like, what the fuck hashtag do you guys actually use? It's like sometimes it's go go dogs. Sometimes it's purple rain. Sometimes it's fuck hashtags. We don't need them. Like I, I it's so sometimes confusing. Sometimes it's a bow so down it's like, or whatever. Yeah, they exactly. Do. Bow down. It's like so. I always thought like purple rain. It was really like analytically the one that they used more. So the fact that they're throwing a fuss for go dogs, like they are in like a full blown hissy fit mode right now. On Washington Twitter, and it's it just warms my heart. 
good <laughs> to watch them suffer like this. It'd be, it be what would only make this better if they decided to just go with a Go Huskies instead, and then Twitter decided to put the Yukon logo at the end of Go Huskies, and they couldn't have anything. And Purple Rain throws the TCU Horn Frog at the end, and no matter what they try to do, it's you know it's funny when you when you search Washington football on Twitter, um, the first. Uh, Account is not even the official oh, Washington football account. Wait, even better. Washington football two hours ago tweeted that they that they tweeted basically a oh no, this is a parody account. Never mind, it said Washington football. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> I fell is victim. Is it the jaw one? The guy jaw something? Uh yes. Jaw yeah. Romney. Yeah, that's the first account that comes up when you type Washington football. It is not the verified Washington football account. That's half rate program. That is fantastic. I see it, and they, they must have they must have just changed it because of the 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 controversy. But I mean, just so you know, if you go to the Washington Athletics Twitter account, they use hashtag Go Huskies. Hashtag Go Huskies. Go Huskies. The football, the football one uses exclusively like bow down and purple, purple rain. Purple rain. I, I just, I just think it's poetic. <laughs> love that, love that for us. <laughs> it's, love that they. I just no want to find a tweet from Washington football that, ha- like an old like from one, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what I want. That has what? <laughs> that has hashtag go dogs. With oh. the Georgia G after it now, because it retroactively does it, doesn't yeah. it? It should. But I'm just saying, it's, it's I funny just think, I just think it's fantastic. And, the, and their fans are, they're so mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just hilarious. Like I said, just, I just checked through the athletics page. And dude, the athletics has been running with Go Huskies for a while. Like, not they didn't just change yeah. it because of a controversy. So, that's hilarious. I think it's great. I think it's great. All right. Next podium topic. We're going to go silver because I'm never putting Washington anything in gold medal position because it's Washington. Uh, Silver medal. The U.S. men's national team actually made the World Cup. Look at that. Look at them go. Those feisty little boys. They are in Group B with, nope, not Group B, uh, Group somewhere. <laughs> That's not right. That can't be right. It says I'm, it I'm, is I'm looking it up right now. So I uh, had it up, but that's wrong. So, you know, our research is better than your research. They're, they're in a group with England. That's all I know. Uh, they're in Pot 2? It's Mexico, Netherlands, Denmark, Germany, Uruguay, Switzerland, United States, Croatia. What? That's not what I saw the other day. This is a bunch of... (laughs) What is happening? Try this again. World Cup Group B. That's what I thought. England, Iran, the United States. Yes, that's what it is. And then the winner of the European playoff, Wales versus Ukraine. What the fuck are all these other things that are coming up? I have this no is, idea. This, this is, is horseshit. so weird. <laughs> That's it. They're in Group B. I'm on the FIFA website now. and That's what I told you. It's almost like I know what's up. 
I said Group B at first, and whatever I had up didn't show him. I was like, this is bullshit. Anyway, (laughs) they're in Group B with England, and that should be fun. Actually might watch the World Cup a little bit. (coughs) Unless Landon Donovan's on the team, I'm not watching it. (laughs) Then you're not watching it. Oh, damn. Pretty sure he's not on the team. Actually, I don't know. You never that. know. I know nothing <laughs> about. He's. Soccer. I mean, he's only like fifty. It's fine. Nothing. He's probably fine. I know nothing about soccer. Not a damn. They thing. kick a ball towards a net. Somehow. The, the thing. The thing I I know most about soccer is Ted Lasso. Agreed. I'm in the middle of Ted Lasso <laughs> right now. Sunderland till I die. It's on a Netflix. great show. It's another one. Wonderful watching. show. Nice doc. If you want to go watch that. What is it? Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. Is it going to try to make me like soccer? Because then I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Maybe. It's a documentary. It's really, it's really, it's didn't, really good. Uh, didn't Ryan, Ryan Reynolds buy a soccer team? He bought like Rex For like $10 because in the U.S. they can't be <laughs> worth a lot. No, he bought like a, like a, like Rex FC, which is, I believe. a Oh, a big one. Yeah, well, I, I don't. They're not big, I don't think, but they're they're Welsh. Hmm. So, does not look cool. like they're in the champions. Though. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's the podium topic. We got there somehow. Uh, the U.S. is in the World Cup. Have we? Uh, I was it's happening. To... I think it's in November, which is weird because it's in Qatar. So I guess you can't have it in the summer because you would die of heat stroke. Yeah. Chris, you have something to say? Yeah, I just want to go back real quick. Hashtag go dogs, which is the greatest thing I've ever ever seen. So, <laughs> so I want you, I want you to tell me, Jamie, why is you dub fan upset? I don't, I don't know, because they think they they get claim to that. Also, have we have we put the connection together yet that the the new duck head coach is a former? Georgia Bulldog. Georgia Bulldog. And, and now that the Huskies, not, every time, every time they use their better. hashtag, has to connect to the Ducks somehow. Because- that is even better. <laughs> that is even better. Well done, Chris. I love, the, I love that the neurons are firing in that way. Anyway, moving on. I'm putting hashtag go dogs on every tweet that I have from now on. I'm like being the biggest Georgia stand account ever, and nobody's going to know why. <laughs> He's got a new fur, a fur baby over there. It gives you a reason to tweet out pictures, the hashtag yeah. go dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. All right. Gold medal position. And you're, I don't, if you haven't heard this, I don't know what you're doing with life. Cause this is going to be the buzz of the week everywhere. Tiger Woods is in Augusta, Georgia and played a practice practice round today in preparation to play in the masters this weekend. Everything. Cause I kind of went on a little Twitter deep dive on, on uh tiger playing and everything I'm seeing is they're like, he's playing, he's playing and he's playing well is what I'm seeing. I always take that with a grain of salt because they've all that anytime Tigers on the course, they're like, Oh my God, he's playing so great. And then it'll come out and get like 50th. Like I, 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 I don't know I if do he'll score buy. well, but like they're saying his, like, you know, his ball speeds yeah. 176, which is right up there with what it was before his crash. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're saying he's hitting his, you know, like 
Of course, he's gonna it's gonna be blown out of proportion with how well he's playing. But yeah, any it tournament that has so Tiger always- Woods in it is a better tournament. I totally agree. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for I've I've never been like a Tiger stan, right? Like I I've, I've always like been okay with Tiger, but I was never like a big fan of Tiger. Um, I and I appreciate everything he's done for the game because he did more for that sport than maybe anybody else has done for any other sport. Um, but uh, like, like any any tournament with Tiger in it, it just elevates it elevates the prowess, the the um, prestige of the tournament. He it doesn't is, matter if he's awful. Yeah, he is. Um, he's golf's Ken Griffey Jr. Like Ken Griffey mm-hmm. Jr. made baseball cool, like when he started wearing the backwards cap and then when when major league baseball players i mean they were good you knew who they were but they weren't super marketable and then all of a sudden Ken Griffey Jr is getting his own shoe and his own Nike deal and like taking off as a marketable baseball player that's Tiger Woods like golf uh, uh, golf athletes weren't crazy like they were good you knew her you know who the greats of golf were but they weren't mega marketable stars that fringe span could latch onto i mean people who have never picked up a club or watched a tournament in their life know the name tiger woods so to me he is he is golf's ken griffey jr he yeah. made golf cool I mean, he, and proved he, he could changed be the sport forever mm-hmm. he, he he single-handedly made golf accessible to the joe schmo mm-hmm yeah, Same with I mean, Michael Jordan. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, he's he is the 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 first and maybe only true superstar in golf. Like true, just generational, worldwide phenomenon. And the best part is yeah. too. I mean, it's it's the often imitated, never duplicated, right? Because golf has tried in the years since. With I mean, you even look Spieth. at. Yeah, Rory. you look at speed. Rory, Rory is the first one that comes to mind. Like, and he was he was probably the 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 closest to it when it came to being marketable in this. But he just didn't have that same pizzazz, right? And we've talked about it on the podcast before. You know, the uh, Bryson DeChambeau's of the world and the Brooks Kepkas and the rivalries and things golf could do to to make it more entertaining. But it's like you have these guys, but they're not Tiger. They're not Tiger. They don't have that certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the Tiger effect, and I don't know if anybody can. He was... I, I think, I mean, eventually somebody will, right? I don't know, man. We always, everybody said, I mean, everybody said, oh, we'll never see another Jordan. Oh, we'll never see another Kobe. We've seen them all. It'll happen again. I think it's, it's different just, in team it, it's sports. It's a matter of when. It's a matter of when. I think it's different in team sports. It's really hard to have an individual. He was so fucking dominant for so long mm-hmm. in that sport by himself I, it's the level of the field has come up so like i just don't think we're going to see that again the reason rory couldn't capture that was yeah rory was dominant and almost had the you know he almost had the he still doesn't have the career grand slam but you know he was close to that point and he just fell off for a couple years it's hard to replicate that and i don't know if you can i, I agree i i mean i i I find it hard to believe that nobody could ever do it again. So I, I think that I, I, I fully I think believe it's going to be tough. There'll be, I think there'll like be you another said, generational talent out there that changes golf again. Like I have no, it doubt just seems mind. like every time we find that guy that is the next generational talent, they fizzle out. And like I said, the, well, the I mean, gap, the problem is they're trying to force it. Like Chris well, was the saying, gap, they're trying to force it. I, 
They tried to force it on Rory. Rory doesn't have the personality for that. They're trying to like they tried to force it on Speed. Yeah. Speed doesn't have the personality for that. I believe when they start it when I to see force it. it, and the person comes, and they they, you know, like I'll yeah. believe it when I see it. I just don't think it'll happen to the level that it happened with Tiger. I don't know that it can, because like you said, he changed the sport forever. You can't change a sport forever again. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Basketball. Basketball has been changed forever Absolute, twice. Easy. Multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times. I mean, Wilt changed the way the game played. Steph has changed the world the way the game played. I just was mean played. in terms of not not Shaq like how it's played. Game was played. Not in terms of how it's played. But like they all changed in terms the game. of like overall popularity and stuff like that. It, okay, golf, if, that's, if that if that's what we're arguing, if that's what we're arguing, then then let's go back to my comparison between Tiger Woods and Ken Griffey Jr. Because as as much as baseball has tried, they have not had a more marketable player than Ken Griffey Jr. In the 20 plus years since they have tried, they have guys like Mike Trout, who is one of the best players you've ever seen. You have guys like Shohei Otani, who might be the best person to ever pick up that's, a damn baseball bat. That's kind in of the what I'm saying. History of the game. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm defending your stance here is, is the fact you have had these 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 just transcendent quote, you know, like generational talents come through. But even then, you could not market them as well as you did I mean, when you caught lightning in a bottle with Ken. Griffey it's Jr. definitely lightning in a bottle, but I just, I, I don't think there's, there's a way that you can say like it'll never happen again. Oh, of you, course, can't I can't guarantee again. that. Well, just I just don't. Yeah, it can't happen. Again. I don't. <laughs> I don't see it happening again to the level think, that Tiger was. I think the reason you won't see it happen on that same level has nothing to do with the talent or the marketability. I think it has more to do with the fact of who was latching onto those two. And that's that's Nike. Nike got into a realm in golf dominated by the the right the Callaways of the world, right? And the Taylor Maids. And here comes Nike, this big, huge marketing giant that is just synonymous with sport. Not synonymous with golf, synonymous with sport. Same thing with baseball, you know, the 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 Wilsons and uh Mizunos, right? Rawlings, right? Synonymous with baseball. But then you get Nike, who's synonymous with sport, and they take this guy and they change it. And in the time since, you've had the Adidas and the Under Armour come in and start swooping up these guys. So it's so getting the big marketing giant to come in and just grab a guy that you've never seen before is not something new anymore because it's happening. There's Nike athletes, Adidas athletes, and Under Armour athletes in every single facet of sports. So in that realm... Yes, but def but this idea that someone can come change the game outside of the marketing oh, yeah, aspect, for sure. absolutely for I, sure. I, I mean, I, I I still think they could catch that again. Like I I am of the realm of everything is possible, <laughs> like I just you can do it again. Like it's just you have to. It has to be the right moment, right? Like I mean, you could like you look at Ken Griffey Jr. right, and you can say like, oh well, Derek Jeter got close, real fucking. He really close. didn't. Um. A Rod got close. Uh, no, no, Derek. Derek Jeter was probably far more marketable than A Rod, and 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 Derek Jeter is a weird. I would one say because Pujols got pretty close. Pujols was huge. No, this is this huge. is this is this is different though. They were huge within circles of baseball fan, and I was not a baseball and, fan. I knew the fuck out of Albert Pujols, and. As I'm saying, and you start to get these fringe guys in, but Albert Pujols and Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, they weren't pushing product. So where was your Albert Pujols shoe that you were buying every time you went to Foot Locker? 
Where was your Derek Jeter shoe when you went to Foot Locker? Like, no, there was Ken, there's Ken Griffey shirts. There's Ken Griffey shoes. There's Ken, like they, there is a jump man version of Ken Griffey. It's the, the swing that, that Nike markets all their stuff with. Like that, there was not that for Albert Pujols. And you're also in it. You're also in an incredible world world now where you don't need that. Because look at uh, Marshawn Lynch, right? Uh, everybody's beast, marketable now. Beast mode on goes, their creates own. his own thing. Yeah. Russell Wilson has has yeah. his own his own yep. thing. So many athletes just start building their own brands and building it. That it's it's a different marketing game than it ever used to be. But the thing is, it wouldn't have been that way if it weren't for the Tiger Woods, the Michael uh, Jordan. Uh, uh, what I'm more getting at is Tiger was the first true bona fide superstar in golf. Like you had Jack Nicholas, hundred percent. I like that is not what I'm trying to argue here. I know. I just, I just don't know that you can match that in terms of superstar status. Can you match it in terms of success and stuff? Yeah, that is. Do I think it's super attainable? No. Like, uh, like you know, it's going to be super rare, and you may have to get the once in a three generation talent. To match yeah. the success that Tiger well, like, Wood well, had, what I'm is like, I just don't like, think you're going like, to. If we're talking about like superstardom, like you can get that's that what level. I'm like, marketing about. is different. Marketing is different than. Su- I mean, you, you you can. It's the same. You can get your same, name same. out there, but. I, same thing. <laughs> like superstardom <laughs> and marketability the- is the like that's what I'm talking about. Like he was the most marketable athlete in the world as a we golfer are, for a good amount sports, of time. We are having the sports vi- sports business. And accounting version yeah. <laughs> of parody versus upsets. <laughs> I just don't think you're going to find somebody to reach that status. Success-wise, yeah. You, somebody's going to come along and win 83 tournaments. It's it's going to happen. Somebody might win 20 majors someday. I don't see it, but it, it might happen. Uh, I just... the. The level to which he captured the world is so hard to do anymore because, again, everybody's so marketable and does their own marketing and has teams on, like Chris said, you got Under Armour, you got Adidas, you got all these other things coming in there. It's hard for somebody to just take over the entire sports world like that. And, I mean, I don't I. I don't know if maybe, maybe if somebody reaches the level of success he did, but... To make golf a much-watched event every weekend is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I think it'll happen again. I, I it think could. there's, I just, I think there's going to be somebody at some point in history who's going to come along and be just unreal again. Oh, right? I, I, I think, I think on the course, before. I agree and with you. On the I course, think that I agree. Dom- if, if you, if you dominate to a level that Tiger was dominating, or we'll see. better. You can get to that superstardom that Tiger was at. We'll see. My opinion. We will see. That was podium. That was fun. Can we fucking crack beers yet or what? Yeah, that's what I'm going for. It's time for beer of the week. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Um, I, I'm going to go first because you guys are going to love mine. Um, from A Taste of the Unclear, uh, yep. a single hop Citra New England style pale ale out of um, Arvada, Colorado. Oh, 
Never heard yeah, of it, that. but that's new awesome. Im- new Image Brewing. Oh, I've heard um, of New Image. Yeah. This uh, this um, really sums up my life um, in a good way. This is called the Single by Choice. Uh, <laughs> 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 single Out Citra, <laughs> New England Style Pale Ale. Single by Choice. Uh, and I'm going to give you a little, uh, little, little, little ASMR. Oh, that was a good. That was a good crack. It was a good crack. Oh, the the aroma is nice. Let's get, we can get a little taste. That's really good. Um, I love Citra hops, so this already has like an um, upward mobility when it comes to the chart, just because the hops are just incredible. This is nice. It's really mellow. It's a little sweeter, and I would generally like it, but. It's good. I would absolutely get this again because um, I'm single by choice-ish. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'm going to give it uh, four stars. Solid four stars. Good beer. Nice. Not as good as the beer was we, that we had in L.A. Dude, that Ooh. fucking hazy from Salty Bear. If you are ever in Irvine, California, listener, go to the Salty Bear. Go get their fucking Citra Hazy. It is one of the best beers I've ever had. Uh, seconded. That beer was incredible. Unbelievably good. <laughs> yep. And they right. just released it. So it's so good. All right. I will go next. And apparently Eli and I are just swapping because this is from Rogue Brewing Company. Oh, out here. In officially Newport, Oregon. This is the Colossal Claude. Imperial IPA. 75 IBUs, 8.2% ABV. Here we go, boys. That's pretty good. Ooh, that is yummy. (laughs) Oh, that's good. What kind of beer is it again? I was watching the North Carolina game. <laughs> it is an Imperial IPA. Um, Sweet. Heavy on the citrus, pine, and tropical on their little star meter thing. They mm, I like that. There. Yeah. Um, Very good. I don't know that it's quite a five star. But we're leaning. We're oh, leaning. it's really good. I'm going to go 4.5. Really, really. Like, if, if this is... If this is on the menu, I'm getting it. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah, like, I, 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 I want to be, like, a little bit more stingy about my five stars, I think. Although, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was do a little stand loose behind with that last stars. one I did. I'm, 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 like, I'm pretty happy with my five stars still. But. Kansas is making a comeback. Uh-oh. Thank God. Crazy. Uh-oh, here comes Kansas, boys. Uh-oh. Here comes Kansas. It Spoiler was like alert for everybody <laughs> listening at least 24 hours after this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. We're going with yeah, the uh, Pineapple Express. Kolsch style <gasps> with yes. pineapple. I'm pretty sure this is the second time this has been on the podcast. Pono Brewing? Really? I don't think so. I, think, I don't think so. Oh, maybe Pono? not. I thought I, did, I thought I did a Pineapple Express. No, maybe you did. You a pineapple did, but, something, but I don't think you yeah, did that one. Yeah, Pono Brewing. The... Uh, the Brewery out of Portland, but with ties to the Pacific Islands. So, Ooh. oh, it's, like it's a little like, Chris oh staying on brand. That sounded wet. 
It was. It was. I had, to, I had to stop just to not destroy my mic. <laughs> that sounded wet. So, Chris, is this your life story brewery? How was the beer? <laughs> Island ties from Oregon. <laughs> it's like a. It's like a a two point three. Oh no! Because no. And no, the only reason I say that is because it literally. I'm extremely disappointed. I'm tasting zero pineapple, and it one hundred percent just tastes like. It just tastes like a Bud Light, like it's there's nothing there's nothing. Oh, that is about so it. disappointing. That is so dis. Still like staying along with your life, you know. <laughs> so because of that, because of that, we're just gonna say no. Single by choice or whatever is that what you're saying? No, I say yours because it's a it's a whole it's a brewery with Hawaiian ties in Port- from Portland, um, and it's disappointing. Hey, oh, that's rude. <laughs> well, because that one is so disappointing, we're going to wow, go to my, my, my second like, one. Yeah. There's like no pineapple. That's boring. That we're going to go to the sucks. 21st Amendment Brewery, Hell or High Pomegranate, a wheat beer with with a pomegranate. Now, they also make one that I had at the Brewfest a couple of times called Hell or High Watermelon, and it's phenomenal. I've had that one on the show. Okay. Jamie and, also had a 20. We, we, had, we each had one of those beers on the same day one time. And, we, uh, and I it don't was not think either of them up. were the one you have. Okay, nope, yeah, yeah, this one correct. right here says it's a seasonal release. So I've had the Heller High Watermelon. So we'll go with the Heller High Pomegranate. If I remember, if I remember right, we both liked it. There we go. That's a better one. Not as wet. And oh, man, I can taste the fruit that is is advertised. It does not taste like a Budweiser. That's good. Yeah, there. that's a good like brewery. A, tastes like a good beer that was brewed with some fruit, which I like. This one is a solid, like, if we're going to be more stingy with our overall ratings, it's like a solid 3.9 to a 4. Nice. Okay? But I it's like solid. I like this one a lot. The Pono, I'll, I'll finish drinking it. Like, it's not like it's bad. It's just that when you buy something and Lack it says luster. pineapple and you want that pineapple flavor, give it to me. And there was yeah. it was non-existent. Gotcha. Yeah, Jamie, this was uh, the 21st Amendment Brewery is the one that we both had one from 21st Brewery. Uh, uh, at the same time, like on yeah. the same day, we're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> how is this possible? Different beers, but <laughs> same brewery. Yep. That's crazy. All right. I like, I like how Chris goes by tenths and Eli and I go by quarters. That's because when we started <laughs> I just it, like it, we were doing the, uh, the, the yeah. app thing. Yep. You can only go in half increments. Can't, you can't so. see that. <laughs> oh, the Heller High Watermelon has yeah. a good bubble. Look at that. Or That's Heller High that Bubble. That is nice. Heller That's High Pomegranate. Pretty. That's a good bubble. Oh, it's not super uniform, so you know it's good. Five star bubble. Yeah, five star bubble. <laughs> it's a, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my score. That is a uh, that's a four point one two seven. <laughs> Solid. That's a, that's the perfect rating for it. I think. I think this is the perfect rating. <laughs> anyway, all I really wanted to do was open beers, so I'm good now. We can do whatever. Well. We're not talking about college sports yet because the game's still happening for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to wait. <laughs> However, opening day in baseball is this week, and I'm going, and I will be consuming beer. So we're going to talk about baseball. And garlic fries. I want some garlic fries now. Oh, some, gar- some fucking garlic fries. Now I want to go to a Mariners game. 
It just is, it like it just smells like garlic fries, dude. That's the whole game. Just so what, garlic. What is okay? Garlic fries are synonymous with with the Mariner game with with Safe Cofield or T Mobile Park, whatever the hell you want to call it. So what food is synonymous with with Coors Field? You walk in, that's what you're going to. You smell it from a mile away. Does it have one? I don't think so. Rocky Dog is Rocky Dog's good, but it's just a foot long hot dog. Yeah, I mean, they oh. Helmet nachos. Helmet nachos, although they got rid of them. I think they came back. They now have, Eli, when you come back, they have like a nacho bar. Oh. It's like Chipotle style where you go up and like order your toppings on top of your nachos. And it is fucking incredible. Hell yeah. But you got to go Hell down yes. to the first level. There's one place that has it, and it, but it's so good. Yeah, Chris. Um, let me tell you the signature thing in 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 uh, Coors Field. It does. It that doesn't exist anymore. So the rooftop bar. Oh yes, that exists. The rooftop bar is the signature Coors Field experience. Uh, but they did have these giant like like nacho like they had nachos in a helmet, and the helmet fit my big ass melon. <laughs> it was deep. Like by the time you got done with them, it was like this was a this is a nightmare. It, and it was a nightmare. Danielle, it was an my absolute wife nightmare. The listeners will never let me forget the time that we went to a Mariner game and she bought a helmet nacho and would not share it and ate the whole fucking thing. Fuck and yeah, now dude. she wants to go to more Mariner games <laughs> just to get more helmet nachos. <laughs> That's pro status because I had the helmet nachos and I wanted to vom everywhere. Yep. Oh, I could she's, not finish them. She's a legend, dude, when it comes to food. <laughs> and, she, and the best part is, people who don't know my wife, she's she's a petite little thing, scrawny little thing, and she puts down food like crazy. I took her to my parents' house one time, long time ago, very first time that she had a rack of ribs over at my parents' house. She put she down two whole racks of ribs by herself. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yes. <laughs> I wish I could do that and, you know look like she does yeah and still be <laughs> right. fit. she's a, she's a freak i i eat less than that and look at me <laughs> <laughs> look at look at we look at look we, at we. Yeah, look i look at like a heart attack just waiting to happen <laughs> <laughs> i look like a chewed up piece of bubble gum right now like <laughs> it's gross look like a grocery bag that somebody just filled with yogurt What's single by choice, right? Single by choice, baby. <laughs> yeah, I can see the, the choices they have been made. Uh, I'm single by choice. They promise. All right. Anyway, back to opening day. Opening day is this week. I'm going. I'm so stoked. Anyway, baseball predictions. Going to go through and predict some division winners. Let's do this. Give you a World Series pick. Which should be pretty easy, and you would think <laughs> maybe predict some MVPs. So we're going to start in the American League with Chris's American League East. Yeah, Chris, buddy. As our local American League East expert, who are you picking to win the AL East? Baltimore Orioles. That is disgusting. <laughs> you are gross. <laughs> And you just lost all credibility. <laughs> well, they may be the worst team in baseball. I know that that was the funny. Um, I know. 
Well, 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 things are going to be interesting down there at Fenway Park. I, uh, Chris Sale put on the 60-day IR today. So Oof. that's not good. Um, good team. Holes to fill. Yankees are going to be tough. For some reason, the Rays could trot the three of us out there and feel like they could win 90 games because they just play well. For some reason, it's really stupid. But you know where I'm going. It's not debatable. I am picking the Boston Red Sox. I am not. I am picking the Toronto Blue Jays because I think that lineup is stacked. See, I... (laughs) I am picking the Yankees because that lineup is fucking stacked. The Yankees lineup's <laughs> always stacked and they always suck. Yeah, I I don't I like I like the addition of Rizzo. I don't know. You got Aaron Matt Judge Chapman and here. Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the middle of that that Blue Jays lineup. Look it's a good out. lineup. It's a good lineup, but you know they don't have they have Trevor Boba Story, Shet. thank you. Trevor Story's overrated. We didn't, want, we didn't like now. him anyway. <laughs> yeah. We didn't want him. That's why he's not here. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to go Yankees. I, I like this. I'm writing this down. It's Do in it my mouth. Somewhere. Because. The thing about the AL East is outside of, honestly, the Baltimore Orioles. Like, you could put a first fourth person on here and they could pick you could pick the rays and any one of those four could be right it's a wide open division for as tough as it is all four of those teams you just mentioned were 90 plus win teams last year that's wild dude it's (laughs) that's that's insane the blue jays missed the playoffs with 91 wins Mm -hmm. i mean to be fair (laughs) that's because the baltimore orioles were 52 and 110 Mm. that Mm. helps that helps They were 48 games out of first place. <laughs> 40? The Diamondbacks were 55. So. The Diamondbacks had that 23-game losing streak or whatever. That's true. That's true. So Chris is going Boston. Hold on. i got to use my old pen and paper here. Eli's going New York. And I'm going. Let's hear it from New York. Toronto. All right, sticking in the American League. We're going to the Central. I'm ignoring Eli. <laughs> this is probably smart. You should just do that more often. We can get some peace and fucking quiet. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, AL Central. This one's wide open for a very different reason. Yes. Um, I'm going White Sox. That is I the like, stock I like, I think pick they've, this year. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think they're kind of a chalk, a chalk uh, division, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going White Sox too. I just I, I don't think the Guardians or the Twins are going to put anything together. The Royals and the Tigers are meh. I think this is this is the White Sox division to lose. I uh, I really wanted to disagree with you guys, but I can't. I also think Eloy Jimenez is up for a big year this year. That's my prediction. I just I feel like I feel like they're going to be a disappointment. I don't know why they shouldn't be. They should absolutely run away with the Central, like they did last year. They won it by thirteen games. Yeah, like it shouldn't even be close. But I don't know. I just feel like they're going to blow it. All right, AL West. You know, I know who Chris is, or Eli's picking. You know, you He's just picking. know. Tell me who you got. I'm picking the Mariners. 
They made good. They made good upgrades this offseason. I think they're going to be good. I told you they're going to be sneaky good. Here it comes. Backing it up, making the pick. They will be really good until about the beginning of September when the wheels fall <laughs> off. And, and once again, the hope that you had dies as a mayor. You read fan. my mind, Christopher. Um, <laughs> gosh. This one's a weird one. Because, like, I know I know Houston is like, oh, it's the Astros. You know, they're, they're stacked. They also lost like them, half their team. I don't see it. I think, I think... This is going to really blow your mind. I think it's going to be a weird year, and I'm going to take the Rangers of all teams. Oh, my God. That That would be a hell of a turnaround. Yep. Wow. Wow. That would be a hell of a turnaround from a (laughs) 100 lost team to winning the division. Because I like craziness. And I can't really bank it on Corey Seager having an MVP year, huh? Here's the, here's, 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 here's the thing, dude. The athletics are and are now and always have been MLB's number one farm league team. Same with the, the Marlins. The Mariners just cannot be trusted. Um, they're really good on paper, but we've seen Mariners good on paper before. I want to see it. The team I want to win the division is the Mariners. Okay. Uh, the Angels, the Angels, yeah, they have Mike Trout. Yeah, they have Shohei Otani, but they should have been really good for the last handful of years and they have disappointed. And as you just said, the, 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 Astros lost a lot of key players and it's just easy to go them because, oh, they're the team that tends to be good all the time. And I'm just looking at the Rangers going, hmm, surprise me. Have some fun. That's why I'm going with them. <laughs> Underrated pickup by the Rangers this offseason is John Gray from the Rockies, not pitching at Coors Field anymore. He has the potential and the stuff to be a bona fide ace. And I've seen some of his highlights from spring training and he is filthy right now so i'm not i'm not saying that john gray is like gonna put them over the top and bring them to the top of the division but i think it's an underrated pickup i am also gonna go with seattle mostly because i just can't trust the angels i don't think the astros are gonna do anything special the a's are a dumpster fire right now and not spending any money and giving away their only good player left Mm mm-hmm for basically nothing yesterday in in Manea to the uh, Padres. So I'm going with the Mariners kind of by default, I guess. They did make good offseason moves, and they have a good farm system. So they have young talent and some good vets that came in. So, yes. All right. National League East. Gentlemen, start your engines. Um, I'm looking up something real quick. Well, while he, lo- while he looks it up, I mean, it, it has to be the Braves, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think I think it's the Braves. I think it's the Braves. They uh, I think the Mets a- are going to give them a run for their money. You yeah, got Scherzer. Yeah, they're going to be good. Although, and- didn't Scherzer just go on the somebody? Syndergaard just got hurt. One of them. But those two, if they're healthy, like that's no, those, as good of that, a one-two punch my, as you can that, find. That was my my back and forth was those two teams. Um, but I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Atlanta. And if the tiebreaker is the fact that I have seen, been to the Atlanta Braves stadium, but I haven't been to the Mets stadium, so that's the tiebreaker. 
I mean, it's hard to pick against the Braves with the offseason that they had. Um, and obviously defending champs and all. Oh, let's see who the Mets lost some. Oh, it's DeGrom. DeGrom but it's also baseball. Stretch, I mean, the chance of your former or of your defending champion putting it all together again, it's baseball. So, I mean, the thing is, they hadn't had it all together in the regular season. Like, they were pretty mediocre, middle of the road playoff team, and they just oh, went on sure. a crazy run. Um, Ooh, I'm going to go with the Braves also. You know what? I'm going a little crazy. Do Not it. too crazy. Not too crazy. He's going with Philly. I'm going with Phillies. I'm going with the Phillies, you know? Kind of turned it on at the end of last year. You know? Why not? Why not, you know? I like it. It could be a fun division. Especially if yeah. the Mets pitching staff stays healthy, for sure. If that pitching staff stays healthy in New York, like that could be, that could be a good battle. All right, mm-hmm. NL Central. NL Central. I, have no I idea. I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers. They got a one, two, three mega punch in that pitching rotation, man, and that's going to be. Hard to beat all year long as long as they stay healthy. Cardinals are going to be good. Um, everyone else is going to be meh, but I, I'm going to take the Brewers to to take this one. It also helps that I've seen Miller Park and I haven't been to Bush. So see, these things factor in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to be a good team. Um, I think I might go with the Cardinals, though. I think... Uh, you know, last year they were probably disappointing offensively. Um, I don't think that happens again necessarily, so we'll see. But I'm going to go with cards. I am going to go with the Brewers as well. You're just going full circle. You're going with the cards because of Albert Pujols. Yeah, that's it. It's the only reason. Like who, who just forty four yeah. year old DH yeah. or however old who, he is who 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 just who just divorced his wife of twenty two years so he is also single by choice. <laughs> Boom, he gets it. He's just Chris a little richer. <laughs> just like one or two dollars more than I got in my bank account. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if Albert Pujols is forty four years old. I'd still trot him in up to the plate and let him take a couple swings. Let him take cuts. Universal DH, baby. <laughs> All right. NL West. This this. Who this the fuck joke. knows? I mean, the, it's actually no. This we, is a joke. Yeah, you're right. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers may have the best lineup in the history of baseball. It's brutal. It's so brutal. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going with the Rockies. Pause for dramatic effect. I did that so I can have a soundbite at the end of the year and the like very small chance that that actually happens. <laughs> I can it. say I claimed it. <laughs> I'm Fuck you. The I'm floor. saving I'm saving this audio <laughs> staying on my computer. It's the it's the Dodgers and it's really not close. Uh is it really do you think it's not close though? I think it's I mean, not close. I think it might be I'm, I think it might be not close when you come to like the spread within the division because just the pod. Uh, well, Padres are good, not great. Rockies are mad. Fernando Tatis Bravo. is out for at least half the season. I know that's that is a factor here. 
Um, but the thing is, the like, Giants aren't going to repeat what they did last year. No way. I will claim that right now. Okay, that's fair. Because the my Giants argument, will not win ninety games. I'm calling it right now. I just are you sure? Maybe I, I, maybe there's just some fellow like NL West hatred coming from this Rocky guy. Because I like. Oh, the I Giants. for sure hate the Giants. <laughs> I like the Giants, and similar to like we talked about how stacked the the AL West was. I mean, dude, like the Giants are a team that could win a lot of divisions in baseball. They're just hampered here with the fucking Dodgers. So mm-hmm. uh, shut I, your mouth. I, I don't. I don't know if it's going to be run away. Shut your mouth. Uh, but also, I've, I've, I hate the Dodgers more. I've been so to, it a, hurts me I've been to, to AMT, this, but... AMT, AMT Park. I haven't been to Dodger Stadium. That plays into this. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stay on brand. Gotta oh, by the brand. way, Jamie, I have to tell Dodgers. you, uh, my, I get uh, my subscription to MLB TV renews tomorrow. So, in case you were wondering why it wasn't working, don't know, but it renews tomorrow. So. I wasn't. Wa- I haven't been watching on MLB TV yet because it's spring training, and who cares? Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Pick, I'm, just, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have to know. pick it up. I appreciate so I you. Watch. I get it back tomorrow. I appreciate you. <laughs> That's a good time to get it back because games start Thursday. Hell yeah, baby! Hell yeah! All right, there we go. All right, now that we have that, that that kind of solidifies the playoffs. There's there's extra wild card teams and stuff, but who you guys got winning it all? How do you pick against the Dodgers? How do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> like I said, they arguably have the best lineup in the history of baseball. The only argument is that they love to choke those playoffs because um, <laughs> they had a really good lineup last year too. Um, well, and the only the only championship they have of late doesn't count because it was twenty twenty. Yeah, so I we've established this. <laughs> I just I don't know how you don't pick the Dodgers. I I have to go to the Dodgers. I mean that's the easy pick. That's the probably the right pick. Yeah, it's the easy pick. But I mean it's so interesting because they have a Chris is going to fucking say the Red Sox. They have a stacked lineup, but with the way baseball is, man, it's all about who gets hot at the right time and who is going to get hot at the right time. And that's why I'm going to pick. The NL wild card San Francisco Giants to win the World Series. I fucking hate you. <laughs> no, Chris, it's an odd year. They don't win on odd years. They win on even years. You know this. Picking on Jamie aside, no, I'm, it's I'm, go- e- I'm, I'm going with it. It's an even year, Eli. Oh, fuck, you're right. I was, well, no, this, the, the World Series will be in... Nope. No, you're right. Yeah, this is baseball. The football. only sport that doesn't flip ba- the calendar. Yeah, this isn't basketball. Come on. I, I, you're right. You're right. I, I'm so used to all the other sports I watch flipping calendars. So <laughs> soccer doesn't. But we've already established you guys don't like. I, I said sports. Soccer, I watch sport. No, the only sport. Chris. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you don't with? start with me, Chris. With your bullshit. No, my real. My if real the Giants win the, the fucking World Series, I'm gonna flip a desk. Jamie's Jamie's interrupted your pick twice. What is your pick? He said my the Giants. Fuck is, you. Um, no, my real pick is the Dodgers. No, you said the Giants, and I wrote it down. <laughs> okay, so that's fair. That's fair. That's who you're picking. <laughs> I love you. Watch they win it. Jamie's just like fuck. <laughs> I'm putting an asterisk and putting Dodgers. That's an episode of the. That's the episode title. Episode one twenty one. Jamie flips a chair. I said desk, and I'm holding myself to it. Excuse me, desk. <laughs> Either way, that's that's hilarious. 
Who's your um, pick, Jamie? I really don't want to pick the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. I hate I I'm I'm giving you shit for picking the Giants. I hate the Dodgers more than the Giants. So I just want to put that out there on the airwaves. Um so I really hope it doesn't happen, but I don't know how you pick against them. Like you said, I I don't see a single lineup in here that can compete for 7 games with that lineup. I don't no. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously like, you know, barring injuries and shit, but of course. Of course. This is like day 1, but even then that lineup's fucking stacked. Yeah. Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Gavin Lux, Justin Turner, Trey Turner, Chris like Taylor, I said, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Max Muncie. Like I said, insane. literally every hitter in that lineup can make an all-star game. Dude, they got three they got three and four hitters in the fucking 7 and 8 hole. It's stupid. Mhm. Um Realistically, Jamie, the two teams that I I do look at um, is I know I didn't pick them to win, but but Toronto, I think with Vlad and the rest of that lineup, I I think they have one that could give them a run for their money when it comes to just attacking the pitcher and getting runs on the board and then just getting through the NL. um, I think a wild card in that is definitely Milwaukee with that one, two, three on their starting pitching staff. I mean, it's hard to do. But realistically, you could see a situation where maybe they shut that lineup down and and give the the Brewers a chance to win a series. So uh, it's not as if the path is completely free without speed bumps, but it's not a hard path to the World Series victory for them. I mean, the same thing with the Mets. I mean, you talk about a one, two, three punch. DeGrom, Scherzer. Right. um, Why am I blanking his name? Syndergaard. I mean, that's. That's a hell of a one, two, three punch when they're healthy. Obviously, exactly. they're not starting the year healthy. So that's the asterisk here and why I didn't pick them to win the NL East. But there's certainly the possibility out there. And like you said, it's baseball. Like anything can happen when you get to the playoffs and you get a hot pitcher on the mound. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Eli said, the Dodgers tend to choke, which makes me happy. And I hope they do. <laughs> Choke and die in the first round. That would be <laughs> lovely. Nice. <laughs> That's what I want. Sorry. Screw I'm baseball. not sorry. Screw baseball, though. <laughs> like it's not. It's not worth. We don't have to go into a a big a big segment on this because we've talked about it before. But like. Uh, the only reason the Dodgers are allowed to do this is because baseball has set it up to say that it's okay for one team to have more spending money than other teams. And that's so fucking stupid. Like Max Scherzer's making more than four, four teams payrolls. Four yeah. franchises. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And so it's just it's just stupid that there's no salary. There's a, like like in 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 the NBA, right? Which is the, the cap that I know the best is like you have a salary floor, you have a ceiling, you have certain parameters that you have to hit no matter what. So even the worst team in the league has to spend X amount of money. And if they don't spend X amount of money on contracts, then that say, say the floor is 70. They have to spend 70 no matter what. But for some reason, they only got to 65. Well, then that extra $5 million has Chris, to be evenly distributed to everybody else. It was but right what, there for you. What? 69 69 right there for you man nice (laughs) right there for you (laughs) but 
point is, like, either way, you have to distribute that money. So you're going to spend 70 no matter what. Major League Baseball yeah. is like, oh, it's OK that the that the Dodgers and Yankees and Red Sox, as much as I love them, can go spend, you know, 180, 200 million. But the athletics have to spend about 33. And that's not like they're like and it's not as if the athletics are saying, oh, we're just going to be a shit team because we want to. It's the athletics saying we don't have 200 million to spend. And it's just so stupid. It handicaps every other team except your good ones. Yeah, you know, I don't know who's on top of our uh, future to be fired list, but Rob Manfred just vaulted to the top. He passed Mark Emmert. Like the NCAA is taking care of itself with NIL and all that stuff. Like Rob Ma- or uh, Mark Emmert's going to be basically meaningless here in a while in college athletics. Rob Manfred, fuck you, dude. Get fucked. Hope you're fired. <laughs> on a side Love note, on a it. side note, my 2.5 for this uh, Pineapple Express is jumping to a solid three. The caveat is you have to pour it. The minute I poured it into a glass, I could taste the pineapple. Oh, Can't taste oh no, it all settled. It, it, it's just like, well, you got the aromas and the bubs, and it, but we you couldn't taste, out, couldn't taste it out of the can. <laughs> I get it. I get it. What you need to do is you just Ask need to me start about my wiener. Yeah. You just need to start <laughs> recording the skypes, and I'll make a video element. All right, sounds good. Anyway, we'll start doing that. <laughs> so now we're on to what MVPs? MVP. Who's your AL and NL MVP? Ooh. So let's see. My AL MVP is going to be Vladdy Jr. He's insane. He's so good. Yep. Hard to hard to disagree with that. Chris? If you say after, Trevor Story, I'm going to punch you through my computer. After putting the team on his back and willing them to victory, Xander Bogarts. I don't coming. hate that pick. I saw that coming. I, I, I actually don't hate that pick. I, for real. I don't know. I, I'm gonna, if, I say it, but I think he's going to be in the running. I honestly well, do. I, I, if Boston does what you are predicting them to do, so you're staying on brand here, which is not surprising. But I have to be. Man. If they do what you're predicting, Xander Bogarts probably should and would be the MVP. You know what? I, I don't hate that pick for you. I don't hate that pick for you. I'm changing my answer. Two. Shohei Otani. That's that's hard to disagree with. Uh, I would <laughs> I not just, be up. I would not be upset if it was. Man, I fucking I, like. Love I just like. I, I see so like much. if he can do it again and replicate the season he had last that's, season, it's proving his point. And that's, that's what, the that's that the hard part over. for me because I don't see it. I don't see him replicating the season he had last year. I hope he does because it would be awesome for baseball if he does that. Yes. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for him. I think it's awesome. I don't see it happening. Um, I'm going Vladdy Jr. He's who I had written down to begin with. Sticking to it. Also, like the home run he hit at the All-Star game, not in the home run derby. That that dude can fucking slam a baseball. (laughs) Jesus. Just rip it off. Okay. NL MVP. 
Um, man, like the two people I have, or the three people I've pegged, one of them was on a good team. The other two are not. Um, I think I'm going to go with Juan Soto on this. I think he's uh, poised for a, a good year. I know he, the Nationals aren't very good, but um, I think he's like, – because he was injured a lot last year, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And um, so I think – I think this year could be the year because I mean he was on he was on a great pace last year and then he got hurt if I if I remember correctly, um, and so I'm gonna go with Juan Soto. Chris, <laughs> God Soto is just Soto's the easy pick, man, isn't it? It's the like problem is it. he's on a shit team, right? And yeah. it's hard to win MVP if you're on a shit team. Yeah, and I agree with you because. The person that I th- I think <laughs> the person that I think should be in this race and is extremely talented. I think there's a ton of other teams that would love to have him, but he's stuck on a shit team is Byron Buxton. I absolutely love him as a talent and I definitely he, he's kind of my Xander Bogarts of the NL. He should be in that conversation if if his team gets the wins and and outperforms what people think he will be, um but the numbers he's going to put up should be MVP worthy. That's where I'm sitting. Okay. All right. Here's my struggle. I want my, the pick that I want. Nolan. (laughs) No, is Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm -hmm. However, he's coming back off that torn ACL. He's starting the season on the DL. They think he's going to be back early. Oh, that's just, that's hard for me to do. Uh, the other hot pick, obviously, was Fernando Tatis Jr., but he's also on the injured list now. It's hard for me to pick any Dodgers because I think they're going to kind of all get swallowed up in each other statistically. Uh, so, I agree with that one. I do agree with that. Fully like agree, like yeah. Mookie Betts would have been, uh, obviously, an easy pick. Um, But I think they're going to swallow each other up. So I'm uh, going to go wasn't injured with, last year. Sorry, Juan Soto wasn't injured last year, but I'm going to. I'm still going to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. They think he's going to be back early. I'm going with Acuna. Cool. Solid pick. I also really like Ronald Acuna Jr. So also. I hope. Also, I yeah. hope he wins. Chris, who was your pick? I didn't write it down. Hold on for one more day. Please. My pick doesn't count. Just ignore me. It's not. Yeah. E- he's not even on my list of like. No, I wasn't paying attention. I dropped a name that I saw that I liked, but he's not even in the NL, so it doesn't count. I we dropped didn't the Byron, catch it. So the, no, I oh, Byron, Byron Buxton's what Byron you Buxton, said. but he plays for the Twins. I was just I totally fucking mind mind blank. So please don't add that to the podcast. Please ignore it. <laughs> okay, so who do you actually pick now? Okay, I got to God damn. Okay, I do have a pick. I do have a pick. Hold on here. Eli, I'm kind of surprised you didn't go with Bryce Harper since you picked the Phillies to win the East. All right. So- I thought about it, um, but I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I have the gut feeling of Juan Soto. I mean, he's second in, uh, in the NL MVP last year, so I'm just kind of going 
Going with my heart on this one. I got to make sure there's no news on this guy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> there's no news. I'm going to have to take a pee break if you take much longer. Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay. Health pending, guys. That always matters as I look at the news. I like the MVP picks to to kind of coincide with some of the picks we had earlier. And if if the Brewers put it together, they're gonna need their pitching staff to come to come together, right? We talked about the one, two, three. They can get things done, but they're gonna need runs on the board too. And that's why I think if the Brewers put it together, win the central, make a run, Kristen Yelich has to be in that conversation. So that is going to be my pick for NL MVP. Okay. Thank you, editing gods. So, Jamie, remember when I said? I mean, I'm I'm still putting it in there, but uh, remember when I said uh, I had two or I had two guys in mind, but one of them was on a shit team and one of them was on a winning team. Bryce Harper would be on the winning team, and I just went with Juan Soto instead. That's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. How, also, like, the end of this game is fucking wild. Right. Bryce Harper, <laughs> man. You don't like Bryce Harper? I mean, I like Bryce Harper, but I think Bryce Harper, I think, is a product of the marketing giant that turned him into something super special when we were younger that absolutely loved the name and saw something crazy. And he's so good, but it's just like not necessarily. See, I'm the opposite. I think he's pretty good, but I don't like Bryce Harper at all. I think he's a tool bag. I didn't say I like him. I just think he's good. You said I like Bryce Harper. You literally said those words. <laughs> did I? Okay. Well, yeah, you did. You, you literally said it. <laughs> I meant when I said I like Bryce Harper, I meant like I like Bryce Harper, the baseball player. The oh. talent. Yeah. He's Makes good. Sense. He's good as shit, but. He is good. I recognize that he's good. I think he's a fucking tool. All right. That's our baseball predictions brought to you by Budweiser. I don't know. Somebody sponsor us. <laughs> Somebody sponsor us, please. 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 Um, Manscaped. Opening week this week. Watch baseball. It's going to be a lot of fun. Moving on to Chris's favorite topic of all time. So, Chris, be ready to take the lead here. WWE. <laughs> I got a few. WrestleMania Don't be gross. weekend. I could, tell, I could tell that you've been on our Twitter um, because there was a bunch of WWE shit that came up with. <laughs> I wasn't, though. Chris. I promise. What happened? Chris. I, I was like, there was like, I, I, I got onto our Twitter and I was like scrolling and it was like every other thing was like a wrestling like pop maybe up it's tweet. Too, maybe it's just because like a lot of the people you follow on there follow wrestling too. Wrestling's dope. Watch it. You watch not, wrestling. I don't have anything against wrestling. I don't, I don't have anything against wrestling. I'm just. I just thought it was funny. I promise you I was not on there, but that's hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Chris's other favorite topic is the NBA. Did you say I I think it's your favorite topic. (laughs) What? I'm just trying to throw you off your game. Yeah, it's the NBA. It's my wheelhouse. Let's go. What did you say? Porn? See, like, it that's worked. what you said. It, it worked. My goal was to throw them off. I didn't even worked. hear you. I was clearing my throat because I'm getting okay. over another anyway. fucking cold. But anyway, <laughs> try your intro again. I won't fuck it up. NBA. That's my intro. Chris, coming into the final stretch, <laughs> we're actually approaching playoff time, so we can actually talk mm-hmm. about this sport now. And college basketball is over officially as of like 15 seconds ago. So let's talk about the NBA. Um, 
Playoff pictures coming into more focus. First of all, Chris, in each conference, who should we actually be paying attention to as legitimate contenders? Uh, first off, out out west, you should be watching the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are freaking incredible. Um, they're playing such a good brand of basketball. That's even with or without jaw on the floor. They they got depth up and down, top to bottom. Guys like Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams. I mean, Kyle Anderson, they former Oregon Duck, Dylan Brooks, who was the best of that group because Jordan Bell sucks. Tyler Dorsey was <laughs> never going to be an NBA player, but Dylan Brooks is really good. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies are freaking phenomenal. And then the Phoenix Suns have been the best team in basketball. All year long. Um, Chris Paul completely changed that team. Devin Booker might be the best two guard in the basketball. Getting incredible contributions out of their bench. Incredible things out of guys like Cam Payne and Cam Johnson and and, uh, DeAndre Ayton. Those are the two big contenders. Dallas has looked good. I wouldn't consider them a contender. They're on the fringe though. Golden State is another team that has... Fallen off, but once it comes playoff time, if Steph Curry is back from his injury and they got Clay, they got Draymond, that's a team to watch out for too. Um, but if I'm looking at what team gets out of the West, I think you're you're looking at Phoenix or, or Memphis right now, which I don't think anyone predicted. Memphis would be this good this quick. I think they thought they would be good. They knew Jaw would be good, but they didn't predict him to do what they did this year. They are freaking phenomenal but those two teams phoenix and memphis are jaw is one of my favorite players in the nba right now he's so fun to watch i follow him on tiktok and he's a great father you know he just seems like an all-around good dude and he's just so fun to watch yeah he's Mm -hmm. super likable for sure and it it just makes my heart happy that the lakers are out of the play-in tournament even right now (laughs) just there's something poetic about that yeah we got a handful of games left. You know, there's about a week left in the season. The Lakers Although might probably be able to... squeak in, and the NBA will probably make sure they do. But here's the thing: the Lakers might get into that play-in. Um, Portland fan is hoping they do because if they do, that means there's a good chance that New Orleans uh, either has to go against them or doesn't make them make it. I think if it's a one-game play-in type scenario, or the, now it's like the two-game play-in that the Lakers win that. I don't think the Lakers are making a run, man. LeBron has been playing. Phenomenal. LeBron mm-hmm. is 36 years old and is in playing MVP caliber basketball. Anthony Davis is made of glass. Russell Westbrook is a terrible fit next to LeBron because, excuse me, like everyone puts disrespect on Russell Westbrook and I don't get it. Russell Westbrook is, is a great talent. The thing is, he's very similar to LeBron. He is a pass first guard, even though he scores a ton. He wants to get those assists. He wants to move the ball around, as does LeBron James. And it's like their styles just don't match up. It's it's a weird meshing of styles there. And then they have Carmelo Anthony, who we saw him here for two years in Portland. Like He's good, but he's not the Carmelo Anthony of old. And when you're relying on him to be your fourth best player, you are in trouble. Like He is a sixth, seventh, eighth player in the rotation right now. Yeah. Um, he needed to age gracefully like Vince Carter did, where Vince Carter realized he wasn't Vince Carter anymore. So he changed his game up, became a more prolific three-point shooter, stayed outside the arc, didn't rely uh, rely on his athleticism, but still had a very good run with Dallas and a good season with Atlanta and good time with Memphis. Like That's what Carmelo needed to do. But the Lakers are a dumpster fire. No depth, no cohesion between that team. If they make the playoff, they're going to get bounced early. Um, so yeah, but it is always good to watch them struggle as a fan of any other team, but the Lakers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. agreed. All right. 
Eastern Conference teams to watch. Oh, best team in way the Eastern. more up in the air, right? Has it's way more up in the air. I think the best team in the Eastern Conference right now is the Boston Celtics. They're number two in the East, but you got to remember they started out of the gate so slow. Remember, Brad Stevens moves from head coach to the front office. They get Ime Udoka out of San Antonio via Portland. He's a Portland native, went to Portland State, played with the Blazers for a little bit. Love Ime Udoka. But when you get a new coach and a new system, things get a little bit rocky. And the Celtics looked really, really bad early in the year. Everyone was wondering, was Ime Udoka the right guy? Is he the guy they should have brought in to replace Brad Stevens? Is he even ready to be a head coach? As the season went on and they started to buy in, everyone started to get healthy. The team started to gel. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is is a phenomenal pairing. And Peyton Pritchard has been better than I think a lot, even Duck fan expected. He's a great rotational point guard. Can hit the three. His defense still leaves something to be desired because he was never that quick of a player anyway. And guarding guys in the NBA is tough. But he's a good rotational point guard. They got a very good team. I think they are the, the best team in the East right now. And then it's easy to go to Miami because they're number one. Miami has been playing very good. You got to remember they made it to the NBA Finals against the Lakers in the bubble. Um, and they are very good. But when I look at the Eastern Conference, the one team that you cannot look at and no matter what their record is and go, oh, they're not as good as, as advertised or blah, blah, blah. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. If you have Giannis, who is the best player in the NBA right now, no cap. I don't care what you want to argue. The only other argument, in in my opinion, for, quote, best player in the NBA is Nikola Jokic. Um, those those two are transcendent fucking stars. Um, th- uh, the 76ers, they're good, but I don't believe in them making a deep playoff run. And when I mean deep, I mean getting to the finals. Maybe the Eastern Conference finals, but not the finals. But the three teams I could see making the finals out of the East are the current three top teams in the East, Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami. And I think of those three, Boston is playing the best basketball. I like it. I've watched zero Eastern Conference basketball at all, so <laughs> that's good information for me. We talk ba- we talk baseball where I vote AL players for NL MVP, but now you brought NBA <laughs> here, and I can finally talk what I know and you got get it. excited. So you're there, bud. Just I mean, we're here for you. There's oh, what yes. two, three, two or three games left for each team at this. Yeah, point? Yeah, it's about a week left in the season. Uh, Portland yeah. has a little bit. Finishes out their road trip here. I think there's three games on this road trip, and then they end at home. So I think they have four games left, three games left. Lose them all. So, yeah, right there. They, they need to. They need <laughs> yep, to. They need yeah, to I mean, the Lakers all. are one loss away <laughs> from being eliminated, I believe. Because they're two games out of that 10, 10 seed. One more loss by them or one more win by San Antonio, and I think they are gone. Well, not only not well, actually it's it's a little bit less than that too. You gotta the way the, the standings are there too. If San Antonio wins a couple and New Orleans drops down, if they end up getting tied, New Orleans New Orleans holds the tiebreaker over the Lakers. They so really the season, So the so Lakers, the Lakers are, have to win out and the Spurs have to lose out. Basically, basically yeah. So so the Lakers are pretty much eliminated. Oh, that makes yep. me so happy. That <laughs> makes me so and happy. And then you got the poor San Antonio Kings there at 12 who have been mathematically eliminated from the postseason for the 16th season in a row. Nice. Now, you can't, you can't watch them. What did I say? You said San Antonio. Oh, it's I was looking at it. I'm sorry. I got uh, you. Sacramento I got you. Kings, Sacramento Kings. Uh, when you look at the standings, though, um, Jamie, it's very unfortunate. Um, and this is why... 
in my opinion, again, uh, even though I hate saying that, I think it's the stupidest disclaimer to put in front of something before you say it. Because no shit, it's usually your opinion when you say it. <laughs> but uh, the argument for why Nikola Jokic should be the MVP again is the fact that the Denver Nuggets are fifth in the West without Jamal Murray and without Michael Porter Jr. for a large chunk of the season and Jokic has put that team on his back and they still can make noise. Like, I don't think they're going to make the finals. I don't think they're going to make the Western conference finals, but they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And if they were fully healthy, they would be up there with the Grizzlies and the Suns. They, they're one of the top three teams in the conference right now when fully healthy. So for what that team has done without two of their best players, Nikola Jokic should be hands down the MVP in my opinion. Now I know Eastern conference fan and Phoenix, uh, 76er fan loves to chime in with Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. I'm taking Jokic over Joel Embiid if you had me pick one of the two. All day, every day. And I'm a Denver homer, so I can't say that's not my Denver homer speaking. Joel Embiid's great. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, Nikola Jokic is transcendent. (laughs) Like He does stuff on a basketball court that guys his size shouldn't be able to do. He's... This is what the NBA missed when Arvidas Sabonis didn't come to Portland yeah, yeah, in his yeah, prime. Yeah. You got to remember, Arvidas Sabonis didn't come to Portland until he's already in his mid-30s. They drafted yeah. him in like 85, and he yeah. came over in the mid-90s. And if you go back and watch Arvidas Sabonis highlights of his his time in the European League, he was he would have gone down. If he played his entire career in the NBA, there is legit argument that people would argue Arvidas Sabonis is the best center to ever play the game. And Nikola Jokic has a very Arvidas Sabonis-esque game, and you're seeing it on full display in his prime. He's unguardable. He's un, he's undefensible. He, he's freaking, he's going to get passes. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get points. He is, like, he is a, to use a baseball reference as we talk baseball, he is a five-tool player. He is so fucking good. Um, I absolutely love him. And fortunate enough due to playoff series that, the two teams I've watched the most in person outside of the Blazers are the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. And it's crazy because when you watch the Warriors and Steph goes off, you're like, you know that you're watching something special, right? Right. When Clay right. goes off, you know you're watching something special. When you watch a Denver Nugget game in person, you look at the box score and go, oh my God. Jokic has 20 and 15 already? <laughs> like, you don't even realize he does it. He's just so melancholy and nonchalant about it, and he just but he just tears you apart methodically. And there's no flash or flare, but he just beats you at every facet of the game. I absolutely love Nikola Jokic's game. I want to bring up a quote that I heard today, and Denver Sports Radio was having a heyday with it. And this was from Joel Embiid. <clears throat> this is talking about uh, him potentially winning his first MVP. He says, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, I don't know what I have to do. I'll feel like they hate me. I feel like the standard for guys in Philly or for me is different than everybody else. And Denver radio personalities were freaking out <laughs> because Denver's been overlooked and Jokic has been overlooked until last year. For exactly what he said, other than the fact that maybe the only reason that he's second MVP voting right now is because he's in Philly. Okay. I know this is going to be controversial among NBA fans. 
but Jamie is correct because there is another player who plays very similar to Joel Embiid who should be in the conversation for one of the best centers in the entire league and people do not talk about him and it's because he doesn't play in a major market like Philly and that's Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best centers in basketball hands down. Like if you're looking at the best three, it's Jokic and Bede and Carl Anthony Towns. And however you want to rank them is how you want to rank them, even though I think Jokic is number one. Um, but and Bede is very, very good. And and putting if you put Carl Anthony Towns ahead of him, that's not a slide on Embiid. It's just those it's those three and everybody else. But to your point, Jamie, that you made off that quote, yes. If Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid are switched, Carl Anthony Towns is number two in the MVP voting. And Joel Embiid is struggling to make the playoffs in in Minnesota. There is a huge influence from Philadelphia sports fan who, yes, people hate on them, but that's it's one of the best sports towns in the country. Like it's phenomenal how much they love their sports. But there's a huge influence from the sports fan, from the the, the sports media, and just the town in general playing in Philadelphia that gets you those eyeballs that you don't get. But yeah, absolutely there's, agree with you. There's an East Coast bias in sports. That is undeniable. And the East Coast fan never wants to hear it, but it exists. Oh, it does. So for absolutely. you to say that you're not going to win the MVP to somebody in fucking Denver <laughs> because you're in Philly is asinine. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sliding Embiid. If Nikola Jokic wasn't playing basketball this year, Joel Embiid would probably win the MVP. Yeah. And probably. he would probably deserve it. But. If like Chris said, if you're if you're giving me Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic right next to each other, and I can pick one to build a franchise around, I'm picking Nikola Jokic. Oh, and with within basketball circles, Jamie and the people that I've talked to who have no rooting interest, who are just covering this league, it's if you ask them who is the MVP, it's Nikola Jokic over Embiid in a landslide. It's not close. So yeah, it's. Come on, don't. I mean, if you want to create that own narrative so that you have something to, I just, you know, motivate yourself, I guess. But no, you're not. For you, I just it. it Poor makes me, me. I play it in makes Philadelphia. Me mad yeah. as a Denver sports fan to hear somebody saying he's being slighted because he's in Philly. <laughs> Get the fuck out, dude. That for me, look for me. If I was. An MVP voter, you don't even get a vote anymore. Yeah. Top five, nope. Gone. You are <laughs> off the ballot. I'm yeah, not petty, voting but, for you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck no, it. I'm petty. <laughs> you deserve it. You whiny little bitch. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a wild take for sure. Just go play your game, man. Let your game speak for itself. That's what that's what Nikola Jokic does. He's not bitching about MVP votes. He's just playing his game and it's a phenomenal game. And so is Joel Embiid. Like Joel Embiid's is not a he's not a bad fucking basketball player. I had all. nothing against him till he's this so quote. Good. Now he's, he's like my least favorite talented. player. <laughs> but I mean, you got to remember I mean, growing up. up in Portland, you got to remember Clyde Drexler was probably the best uh, the best two guard in the entire NBA not named Michael Jordan. And if Michael Jordan wasn't around, Joel, uh, Clyde Drexler would have won MVPs and won championships. It's just, it's, it, and, but Clyde Drexler wasn't going around bitching that the only reason I'm not beating Michael Jordan in the MVP race is because he's in Chicago and I'm in Portland. It's like, <laughs> no, 
It's because he's fucking Michael Which Jordan. Which actually would have been an okay-ish argument, not against Michael Jordan, but like no, but yes, because Portland, Portland Denver, Chicago, small obviously. market teams, small market teams. That's actually a legitimate argument. Yeah, when you play in those big markets, like like I said, Stop especially it. especially Philadelphia, like sp- Philadelphia Stop is it. a a absolute top tier sports city. So you're not getting slighted because you play in one of the best sports towns in the country. Like, <laughs> come on. That's a wild take. Bad garbage take. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted your input on that. All right, Chris, you gave us your playoff teams to watch. Who's going to be in the finals and who's going to win it all? I think coming out of the West, I think you have the Phoenix Suns. And I think out of the East, you have, when it's all said and done, I think you have the Miami Heat coming out of the East. That would be one versus one, which is um, chalk, if you will. Um, But that's what I see. And when they get to the finals, I see the Phoenix Suns winning their first championship. They are so damn good and that comes from obviously guys like Chris Paul and Monty Williams has done a phenomenal job coaching that team, former assistant here in Portland and spent some time in some other locations like new Orleans, but he is such a good uh, basketball coach and it's Phoenix. It's right there for him to take man. And I think this is the year the Suns can take it. I really want to pick the Grizzlies out of the West, but I think the Grizzlies are going to do what the Suns did last year which is fizzle out because they don't have that experience. And I think I think it's the, it's hard to pick against the Suns. They're playing fucking incredible fizzle, basketball. Fizzle out. They made it to the NBA Finals. I know they did, but they... That's true. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I was thinking of Utah. Utah is the, the team that was hot going into the playoffs last year and fizzled out because they didn't have playoff experience. There you go. Um so that's what I think the Memphis is going to do, and I think Phoenix, instead of just making the NBA Finals, is going to win it. Yeah, and it, the only thing that will hold them back from winning it is if, if they match up against Miami, they're a favorite. If they match up against Boston, they're a favorite. If Milwaukee is the team that comes out of the East, that's the wild card because you're going to run into the same thing they ran into in the Finals last year, and that is Giannis Antetokounmpo is unguardable. He's unguardable. He's a freak. He's the Greek freak for a reason. He is he is arguably the best player in basketball right now. And it's crazy how good he is. You get him on the court and Phoenix is going to have a hard time stopping him. So that's that's the only the hiccup there. Um, but no, I think this is Phoenix's Phoenix's year. They're so good. And then it sounds weird to say, but you, you root a little bit for Chris Paul because for some reason you talk about the great point guards of this game and people obviously talk about the the Isaiah Thomases and the John Stocktons of the world, right? And it's like, dude, Chris Paul should be in that conversation. He might be the best point guard we've ever seen. And the fact that every single where every single location he stopped at has found success. He found success in LA with the Clippers. He found success when he was with the, you know, New Orleans slash Charlotte Hornets. He found success when he went to Oklahoma City after they traded Russell Westbrook and they weren't supposed to be good at all. He took them to the playoffs. He found a ton of success with the Rockets. And then he goes to Phoenix, who has been just a seller dweller of a team. And boom, the flips 
the the switch is flipped and it takes him to the finals. Like Chris Paul might be the best point guard this game has ever seen. And I would love to see him win one. Hard to argue with that. It's all good points. I'm going with Phoenix to win it all against the Celtics. Oh, I didn't pick an East team. Um, okay, so yeah, and Celtics definitely could make it out. They're playing. They might be like they're not the best team by record. That's Miami right now, but the team that's playing the best is the Boston yeah. Celtics. I'm there. I'm also going Phoenix against Boston and Phoenix to win it all. Not a bad pick, man. Like as long as nobody in the East wins it, just like fuck the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> What about Milwaukee? I mean, you can get happy for Milwaukee. I, I, yeah, I, I like Milwaukee. Yeah. If I which, was, if there was a team in the East to pick, it would be Milwaukee. Which, which goes back to our MLB talk, and that's why the Brewers are definitely going to win the Central and are a, a dark horse to win the World Series, and that's because Milwaukee won the NBA Finals last year. And if history has shown us anything, it's that these cities tend to win shit together for some reason. <laughs> so <laughs> it is they're going to say that you've been to that the Milwaukee Arena, but you haven't been to the. <laughs> <laughs> I have been to the Milwaukee Arena. The only NBA arena I have not been to is Houston. I've been to every other one. I've been to a couple that no longer exist or aren't played in, but I have not been to to Houston for a game. Hmm. So there you go. Fun fact. Fun fact about Chris. Is that it? That's it for the NBA. You know what that means? We're talking college sports. So it's time. Beer of the double week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you sing it. (laughs) No. This is weird. It's weird week. Go. I'm gonna edit that and like auto tune it and shit. <laughs> it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be Do so it. dope. Okay. All right. College basketball tournament is over, but we're doing beer of the week. So do that first. That, that's literally why you sang the I'm song. out of beer. I'm out of beer. So you guys do beer of the week. I got one more beer. I have to go get it though. Okay, well, I'll just I'll start go get then. it too. I'll go get my next. It'll one. be a surprise to us. You do your beer. We'll okay. listen later. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I'll just wait, listener, while they're gone. Um, just know that I love you. They actually talk shit about you guys behind your back like fucking crazy. They're actually like really rude about our listeners. But me, I'm genuine. I'm cool. And I'm just now realizing that Chris goes with his headphones on to go get beer. So he's hearing all of this while I'm, while I'm saying, no, Chris, Chris is really genuine about the fans too, but Jamie, oh, every time he's just like, you know, fuck our fans, man. They're all the worst. So, um, anyways, yeah, from the brewery, uh, which is spelled weird. Um, we've got Frucht Boysenberry <laughs> fodder aged American wild ale with boysenberry. So let's get a little ASMR for you. I'm really glad I came back for that title. It was fantastic. That is a good snap, my guys. I love wild ales because they're like sour, but not like crazy sour. So uh-huh. let me get yep. a little sniff. Mm. Okay, so far so good. I really like the... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Woo. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. It was more sour than I expected. Oh. Still good. good or bad. Um, I, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to have to take a couple more six, uh, sips knowing what it tastes like. So hold on. A little too sour for me. Uh, it's too sour for me. 
Um, I'm going to go with a two. Personal preference. If Oof. you like sours, you like this beer. Not for me. A that two. is fair. Unfortunate for you, but fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to finish it. Because I have know, definitely already done this beer. Well, we'll check so it, for it again because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> this is Avery Brewing Company, Boulder, Colorado. Lilikoi Capolo, Belgian style white ale. It's a clap. I, I love this beer. It's a good beer. Yep, holds up. <laughs> now, the question ale is, do you remember what you fruit gave it? and spices. I don't. I probably gave it a 4.5 or 4.75 up there. This is one of those, again, on a menu, I'm ordering this. Gotcha. Um, and it, you know, it's just, this is a, a go-to for me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Solid. All right, Chris, you're up, bud. All right. Unfortunately, I didn't listen, so I didn't hear what you guys drank. We drank but I beer. have. Good. The, the next yeah, beer for the day didn't listen. is the Italian style, style Terrorifica. It's the horror-themed Pilsner. And the only reason I bought it is because uh, Eli knows. He watched a little bit today. I've been playing a ton of Dead by Daylight, and I've been streaming it on Twitch, and it's a horror Captain Chaos video 56. Game. Nope, not 56. I would say 56. F5. 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 Captain like Chaos tornado. F5. Go watch him. Like He's the great. tornado. Um, because Captain Chaos is too generic and everyone already had it. Um, and yeah, come follow it on Twitch. Captain Chaos F5. I just love to talk video games and sports when I'm on it. Um, and it's fun. Anyway, so it's a pills, which is nothing special for this show. But it's a horror pills, so I had to get it. So well, When you first said that, I thought you said whore, like as in... Like, that's definitely whore, what I whore heard. prostitute. Whore. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Everyone has Chris. those words, and the more I say whore... <laughs> Like the more I say horror, like now horror. I just said it because I like I put emphasis on it. But like when I say the word horror, yeah, I can totally understand why you heard. That is a hundred percent what I heard too, and I was just <laughs> rolling with it. <laughs> I was, was rolling like, with it. What? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's different. Like I, I like. I mean, horror ales are. Yeah, horror ales are weird, but. <laughs> It's, there's so, there's it's, so many it, jokes it, it, just right there for me. <laughs> and I'm just like, I know we get inappropriate on this podcast, but I can't. <laughs> I just can't bring myself for some You can. It's, it's, you can it's, do it's, it. It's, it. It's very, I'm going to give it a solid three. It's very, it's nice and hoppy, but like, I don't know if I like it or not. The fact is like, you know, when you drink a beer and it, it tastes like something you've had before. So you, like this, this tastes like nothing I've had before. It's very unique in its flavor. I like it. It's very good. It's giving it a three. Nice. Right. The Wayfinder Italian style Terrorifica Horror Pills. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Beer of the week number two. Done. Booked. So we can talk about college basketball, which was absolute mayhem. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, unfortunately for my bracket. Or madness, if you will. Oh, yeah. Our brackets were Absolute dog shit. I got zero points coming out of the Elite Eight. Zero. I mean, me too. <laughs> or the Final Four, or the, obviously. <laughs> I, think I, I think I had three Really teams. bad. Eli finished 
with a 25.2 percent percentage that's it was really bad, bad I my got guy wrecked coming out of the sweet 16 <laughs> that is really <laughs> bad so my guy bad, dude every every team i picked was like you know what not today bud not today <laughs> that was really bad of the three of us chris did the best football. he came Where, in fourth if i'm looking at this right is that you yeah, Rip City Warrior has to be yep. you, right? That's me. Uh, Chris came in fourth. The winner of the Just Two Fans Men's Tournament Challenge was Melinda Jones. Congratulations, Melinda. You did it. You're better than we are. And your husband. You beat your husband, which is probably really way more the important only thing to that you. matters here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, everybody else was pretty mediocre. <laughs> and to be fully up. Me. <laughs> and then there's Eli, just really dog shit trash. It was bracket. not good, boys. <laughs> that is really bad, good. my guy. Uh, <laughs> let's recap some of these games. Obviously, uh, the Sweet 16 is where we saw a lot of the mayhem with Arizona losing and Gonzaga losing. That took out pretty much everybody in the bracket. It's champion. Mm-hmm. One person had Duke. That was Kelly. Uh, so he made it to the final four with his champion, but everybody else's champion was Gonzaga or Arizona, and they lost in the Sweet mm, Sixteen. Trevor's was Auburn, but they and lost so was, way sooner so than Chris's. that. So was <laughs> yeah, Chris's. So was Chris's. I'm not champion. counting. I'm not counting. Auburn doesn't exist. They don't count. Fair. Oh, fuck Michael Dyer was down. Different sport. Oh no, Trevor picked Gonzaga. Same I was school. looking wrong. I was looking wrong. Sorry. It was Chris. All, that yeah. all, all you, all you duck loyalists, calling in my allegiances to the University of Oregon because I picked Auburn basketball to win a national championship. I'm sorry, my hatred for Auburn doesn't run that deep. Boo, Chris. It, different, different sport. Boo, different sport. Chris. And my goal in this turn is on garbage school. My goal in this bracket is to pick who I think will win, not who I hate the most and watch them lose. I wanted to win. I thought Fortune they had a good no chance to win. They did. So fuck all you guys. And by all you guys, soonest. I mean you two. I mean you two. They lost literally the soonest. <laughs> they were the first that ones is, out of the, all the that champions. That is 100% They were true. literally the they first the ones w- out. <laughs> they were the... W- yeah. They were the... F- yep. You were the wrongest, Chris. <laughs> This is coming from the guy at the bottom of the bracket, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because everyone else is going to go easy. Oh, I'm going to pick Duke, or I'm going to pick North Carolina, or I'm going to pick these teams that are in every year. I went logically. Auburn had a very good chance to win that thing. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? And Michael Dyer was down, but different sport. Michael Dyer was down. Um, I saw a graphic that was like um, 0.2% of brackets picked the Final Four correctly. And that sounds like it's crazy, right? But you look at the teams, this should have been like the most predictable Final Four ever. Duke, right? UNC, <laughs> Villanova, Kansas. Four absolute basketball powerhouses in the oh, Final yeah. Four. Oh, yeah, it was all Blue Bloods. <laughs> the The problem yeah. there was North Carolina as an eight seed. It's just hard for, like, it, I know it's North Carolina. It's just really hard to pick an eight seed to yeah. go that far because you know historically it doesn't happen. Wild to me, that was the first uh, Duke-UNC game in a bracket. Yeah, March Madness history. It never happened. That blows my fucking mind. I I don't know if they've just historically put them on opposite sides in hopes that they get Duke-UNC national championship. think Think about that. That's absolutely because... 
the NCAA Could you is imagine? smart. They don't want Duke UNC in the round of 64. They want Duke UNC yeah. in the final four. Yeah. We're, okay. So we're going to skip all the, all the other teams that lost because it was a shit show. Um, we're going to talk about that Duke UNC game because the hype up to it was insane, but the game lived up to that hype and absolutely some. 100%. And then some. So I'm going to ask, I know my answer, but is that going to go down as the best game ever in tournament history? No. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm also no. But uh, there, the question there, has to be asked. Because that was the hype leading up to it. I mean, the it's, potential it's up there, was there. Right? It, it, it was a, it, it's one of the great games of the March Madness brackets, right? Because you have two historic powerhouses, two that hated hate rivals. Yeah. Like going at it is to go to the finals. It was a and it was a close game. Like yeah, sure, it's one of the great games out there. But like you can't tell me uh, it's better than one of those Butler Kansas games where they literally hit three last second shots. Like it's yep. not better than that. No, get out, if, get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> if there was a buzzer beater at the end of this on either side, I think there's Maybe. a very legitimate you argument. Have the argument there for sure. For sure. But I mean, like, like I just remember, I think it was Butler, Kansas, like specifically. Yeah. There was a buzzer beater going into overtime. There was uh, a shot with like three seconds left that went in. And then there was a buzzer beater to win it. Like, like one, that's one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. The question had to be asked because that was the hype leading up to this. Like, yeah. this is the greatest matchup in the history of sports. No, definitely I think not the history is- of sports. <laughs> Well, that's, I'm just, that was the greatest matchup, not the greatest game. I'm just like, the hype <laughs> up to this was fucking insane. Yeah. Rightfully so. It was Coach K's final run, right? I just want to point out that Coach K ended his career 500 against North Carolina. <laughs> did you did you see this? I, I was going to go there, I think. Okay. okay, go for it. North Carolina handed Coach K his first loss ever. They also handed him a loss for his final home game, and they handed him his final loss, period. Fitting. Ouch. That's wild. I mean, it's fitting, right? Like, the rival kinda, does it, right? Kind of, like, but ouch. I guarantee you that's the only team uh, that they played in any sort of regularity that they were, that Coach K was under 500, uh, you know, not a winning percentage against. Yeah. I, I bet there's there's probably a like a, gra- a there's got to be there. a statistic out there somewhere. Then that hold like, I think Oregon's one and zero against him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of hold uh, help that argument hold water that that's one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports. Like when your rivalry with that, uh, uh, like arguably the greatest coach of, in NCAA history, is five hundred. Like that's like that's a rivalry right there. Every game, the Duke anyone UNC can win. Like, rivalry is. Fucking insane, the statistics with that rivalry. I, I don't know if it's still this way because I think UNC's won more recently, but I think it was a couple years ago. They were literally 500 historically against each other, and the point spread was like one. That's wild. Yeah. I mean... But like, I didn't realize yeah, he had been there There's nothing like it. years. Oh yeah, he had been there twelve years longer than I've been alive. That's wild. Yeah, literally as as long as I can remember, 
as long as any of us can remember, Coach K has been the Duke coach. Plus some. Plus, plus <laughs> quite a bit. Plus quite a bit. Yeah. The only thing that would have made this better is if this was like a year or two sooner, and this was Roy Williams' swan song as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been the That would have made it better. Last year. That would have been last year. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, it last, last year, year when Roy yeah, Williams? That's the only yeah. thing that would have made it better. Here's, here's Coach K's stats. <clears throat> at, at Duke. He was 1,123 and 306. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> Cameron Arena, he was 572 and 75. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. It's just so dumb. I just want to say the great Coach K lost 75 times as you just stated, so Oregon fan, don't get upset when Dana Altman or fucking Dan Lanning loses the occasional game here. Even the great lost almost 100 games at home. He just won five times more than that. Seven times more than that. I'm just saying, don't rain on my parade. He's 101 and 30 in tournaments. No, he did. Wow. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on here. That's a crazy stat me, if you think about he, it. Uh, if you include uh, the NIT, he is 103 and 32. Um, over, so overall, I got it wrong. That He's is 1,202 insane. to 368. He is a career 766 winning percentage. That is, that's silly. That is, that is silly. Unbelievable. What did you say? 130 and 30? 101 in the, and 30. In the, in the, in the, that's, that is dumb. <laughs> five, five NCAA so tournament what's that? wins. He, yeah, he he wins an average of five five games each tournament he's in, yeah. almost. He's been to 13 Final Fours. He's won 15 ACC tournaments. He's won the ACC 13 times in regular season. That's incredible. That's that's that is silly. Yep. Those are ridiculous <laughs> <Unreal>. numbers. <laughs> I, I I knew he was great. I I don't know that I had ever heard like those numbers. That is fucking stupid. Thirteen Final Fours. That's that crazy. is unbelievable. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this all the way back to three hours ago or whenever we were talking about Tiger. Is anybody gonna do that in coaching no. again? Well, I mean, maybe. I I don't see I don't see career coaches I don't, anymore. Yeah, I don't see forty plus years in one yeah. school anymore. So then the question is, I I think that is literally like a once ever type thing. Question is, before I go to my next topic, which has me rolling on the floor. So who is? And it, it's completely fair to say push, uh, but who is the better coach for their respective career? Is that is it Coach K at Duke or Nick Saban at Alabama? Coach K at Duke. Oh my God, that's tough. How many how many national championships does Duke have? Five with Coach K. How many national championships does Alabama have in six or seven? In thirteen years. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying Nick Saban's good, but it's Coach K. Hmm. Okay. The 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 oh, sustained man, that is hard, the sustained Chris. success over forty years 
Like, don't you, Nick Saban is hands down the greatest football coach that ever graced college football. It's not even close. But, like, the sustained success that Coach K has had at Duke University is something just unbelievable. This is... Oh, that is tough. That is really tough for me. Because the reason it's tough is because they're both the same guy. I think they changed the yeah, game, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're both transcended it. I think I'm going to go with Coach K for the reason being that and neither one is easy, but it's easier to find 100 players to fill your roster than it is to find 15 really good ones that are good enough to go win a national championship. And Coach K was able to be well, in that conversation not, not only do that, almost but every year. Do that um, against 64 teams. Every yeah, year. I think I think I think that's the point for me is the fact that college basketball in general is just so much more competitive and difficult to find like Eli said that s- sustained success. You know, college football, you find one of those blood, blue blood programs, you are immediately a title contender every year no matter what. Yeah. Well, I also think like you're you're Nick Saban Alabama, you win 3 or 4 years in a row. You are the number one team in the country to begin the year, and it's yours to lose. Yeah. Duke, ha- like college basketball, you got to prove it every year. I also think um, one thing is like, I think basketball is harder to win a championship in one because they go into sixty four teams, right? Two because like, like kind of to Chris's point, you can, you only get fifteen guys. There are millions of basketball play- high school basketball players out there. I mean, like you you look at that, you look at. Any team could get two guys that could make a championship run, right? You look at Connecticut back in the day with Kemba Walker. He was like the only dude on that team, and they almost they they won it with Kemba Walker. Yeah. Like like uh, uh, Kemba Walker was unreal, but like stuff like that. Where like I think it's I think it's harder to win in a basketball championship because you you can have one player completely take over the tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So maybe interesting think, to go through the, go through the numbers to see. Um, because percentage is the only way they'd make it logical, but break down like what percentage of uh, NFL players are from Alabama and what percentage of NBA players are from Duke? Because the thing is, if you run through Duke, you're almost guaranteed a chance at the NBA yeah. at some point. Like, like a- a- Alabama, you're guaranteed a chance at the a- a- NFL if you're a starter. Like, like it's, but again, it's, I think it's a good conversation. They're both like, neither one is no answer is wrong in that question. There's no wrong answer to that. They're both. It's easy. Uh, This, this pod uh, hates Nick Saban far more because this is a football leaning pod. But I mean, even we are smart enough to realize that Nick Saban is the greatest coach to ever coach. It's literally the only reason I have anything negative to say about Nick Saban is he's not the head coach of Oregon. Right. Nick. And the the negative on Nick Saban is the fact that in his press conferences over the last year and the things he's said, he's become more likable as he defends players and becomes like more personal. Yeah, right. The only thing he needs to do is you know learn how to condition his players. Yeah. Anyway, no, he did that. I want to point out. Come on, I want to move to the next topic Jamie, for you a second. That. I know. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. 69. It's, it's just funny to me because all these coaches that whine and shit about these rules and stuff, they always just 
Yeah. Flip it. No. Dude, whatever. I do want to move ahead, on Chris. to the next topic, though, as we always talk about uh, hated commissioners on this sport, like Rob Manfred, and one of those is Mark Emmert, the head of the NCAA. I want to point out that as we continued our podcast after Kansas won the national championship against North Carolina, that Mark Emmert went up to the stage and congratulated the Kansas City Jayhawks for winning the national championship. And I am not bullshitting you. You can go find the video. Mark Emmert, the head of the NCAA, congratulated the Kansas City Jayhawks. The Tennessee Titans select... Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Marcus Mariotto. Mariotto, that's what it was. Mariotto. Yeah. <laughs> the head of the NCAA congratulated the Kansas City Jayhawks. Unbelievable. Oh my God. I literally, like fucking an hour ago, gave Mark Emmert a goddamn pass from the firing line. <laughs> Not anymore, bud. Fucking not even an hour ago. Not even ago. an hour ago, dog. Wow. Jesus. What a fucking idiot. What a fucking... That man runs the NCAA. Oh. <sighs> the Kansas City... And he cried, he's like, the Kansas City... The University of... Like, you realize here, here. Get fucked. I just Mark Emmert. God damn it, dude. Fucking A. Why are these guys able to do this shit? Why? I just I I don't think I can watch it, Chris. (laughs) I know you just put it up in the chat. I don't think I have the heart to watch that. I'm watching it right now. We'll see. Damn it. That makes me so mad. And the Kansas City Jayhawks. That's <laughs> almost as good as Rob Manfred being <laughs> visibly drunk on stage when the Dodgers won the World Series. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Do you remember that? When the Dodgers won in 2020 and Rob Manfred was drunk? Yes. They do. Just hammered. Man, we need to get some new commissioners up in sports, dog. Us. Just, well, I mean, we worked. It worked. We got Larry Scott fired. Cause fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck Larry Scott. Forever. With a pine cone. Need more Adam Silver's, but baby. Adam Silver. Adam Silver's great. Adam good. Silver does great. I, and yeah, it's the NBA is doing well when it comes to that. Well, I mean, the NBA is like consistently gaining like uh, ratings where a lot of other sports are losing ratings. So, Oh, well, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the NBA has a bigger foothold in China than any other Well, still, I mean, that, league, and it's not that has close. to do with the commissioner and how he's marketing. And stuff oh, no, like that, for so. sure. I remember a couple of years ago, so this would, this would have to be uh, 2019, but this was since before COVID hit. That was the last time I went. But we were at Summer League, and there was an entire broadcast crew there to film Summer League vertical. And what I mean by that is you're used to watching 16 by 9 on your on your TV screen. Yeah, there was an entire production team there to film an entire game 9 by 16 so that you could watch it vertically on your phone. The reason being was that the studies have shown that the Chinese market doesn't flip its phone like we are used to. Like the American market yeah. likes to flip its phone and watch 16 by 9. The Chinese market doesn't. They like to watch it on their phone held regular. So there was an entire production crew there to film a basketball game in 9 by 16 
to see how it affected the Chinese market. Like the NBA gets so much money from that market. It's absolutely crazy. And the thing is like people get all like people get all mad about that because of of of, of the the politics behind it, but it's dude like at the end of the day like that's not politics. Like the the Chinese people are consumers who just want to watch the product just like yeah. we do. And if you're like and if you want to make the product better for them like that's not like that. You should not poo poo the NBA or any league for that because they're not playing the politics game. They're not playing the let's make Vladimir Putin and freaking, you know, Kim Jong Un happy. No, they're 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 playing, playing the, to the people game. who consume the product. Right. Like and because you're because your dictator is annoying doesn't mean that you living there should be robbed of being able to watch the products that you like and so the nba caters to that product so uh i mean it's a whole nother debate the china thing i just always thought it was interesting that because the china market was so big the nba had a broadcast crew there literally filming an entire basketball game in nine by 16 which is unheard of that's wild that's i mean it's smart oh very smart anyway anyway jump into the women's tournament a little bit huh well, I mean, Kansas won. We should probably, yes. Chris kind of breezed by that. Kansas won <laughs> tonight. Congratulations, Jayhawks. Um, Tried to throw it away uh, a little bit, but. North Carolina gave it a run there. It looked like North Carolina was going to win this game. Ooh, they had a 20-point lead at one point. Look like they were in a sail, though. Um, they had a hell of a, hell of a run in the tournament as an eight mm-hmm. seed. Struggled to begin the year. Um, I I cannot stand to watch Brady Manick or however you pronounce his last name, play basketball. Dude, I, he drives me he, nuts. I cannot put my finger it on, on it. He drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't I, know why. I don't know what. To, I, it drives me crazy, too. <laughs> I don't, I, again, don't know why. And I've I've always kind of, I don't know why. I'm not a big North Carolina fan, just in general. Uh, most people like North Carolina over Duke. Historically, I'm kind of the opposite, which is, off brand for me because I'm generally hating of the big bad. You like you like Duke over North Carolina, like the Yankees. I do. Yeah, I, I, you're, I don't know why. Okay, you're you're not alone. I've always I don't know why I've always liked Duke. If they play, I root for them unless they're playing a team I like. But I like Duke over North Carolina. And I get that it's I get that it's like liking the Cowboys and the Yankees. Like I get it. I, I it's just not like the Cowboys. I've always Duke for wins. whatever. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, uh, but I don't know. I've always been partial to. Duke. Uh, I have family, in, um, like I have family that's really close to us who are from North Carolina, um, and they're UNC guys. And so I've always, I've kind of grown up, you know, enjoying UNC more. I don't, I don't really care. Like it's not like I'm like. Fuck they have better Duke. uniforms, as we talked about so, in our little break so earlier. Beautiful. Those baby blues, <laughs> baby. Those baby blues with the argyle stripes are clean, made fresh. Probably the best ba- best uniforms of basketball. So good. Just super clean. So good. So congratulations, Melinda, for winning our men's bracket. Congratulations, Kansas, <laughs> for winning March Madness. I, you know, I always have a All soft to be spot taken for away Kansas. in a couple weeks when Bill Self. I have a soft spot for Kansas just because they had a player named Elijah Johnson. <laughs> Even more and reason watching, to And hate watching them. Mario Chalmers right, with that last on. second shot was always great, too. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Women's bracket. Oof. Uh, South Carolina gets over the hump. Finally wins. They did. After the heartbreak last year. 
Yeah, I mean, the, like the put oh, back man. by Boston that missed last year, and then her oh, coming back God. and winning it this year. That chick's a fucking baller, guys. Like, yeah, she is a baller, like, I, no doubt about it. It's hard to like. Was, it's hard to describe like watching her play. Like she was unstoppable. Aaliyah Boston, excuse me, I couldn't. I couldn't remember her first name for a second there. Uh, her and Destiny Henderson together are unstoppable. It was so like I don't. I know a lot of people didn't watch that. I watched it because my I was at my dad's house and my dad is crazy into women's basketball. He coached it for a long time, oh, nice. so he loves. Yeah, he he used to go to um, the Gonzaga tournaments all the time, or not the Gonzaga tournaments, the Gonzaga camps where uh, Kelly Graves used to coach. So my dad nice. knows Kelly Graves. Um, <laughs> Flex but, on him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, so we were watching it, and he like. We were watching it. And he was like talking about, like, "Do you see that? Do you see this? Do you see this? Those two are insane. Like, Aaliyah Boston is absolutely unreal, and she showed it, and they showed up, and good for them. It good stinks because I had UConn winning in my bracket, so I I had the final it's, game. It's hard. It's hard to pick against UConn and uh, yeah. UConn women. It's hard to pick against. I had the final game picked in my bracket right. I had UConn versus South Carolina as my national championship game, and that's what it was. But I had UConn winning. I, I trusted in, in Paige. But here's the thing, man. Like, uh, Gino Ariyama, like, there was a time where he's the best coach in the NCAA. Like, him and Pat Summit were in that conversation. Like, mm-hmm. Don Staley might be the best coach in basketball. Uh, and, and that's not bullshit. I'm not like, I'm not taking anything away from what Bill Self just did with Kansas or what uh, what Coach K did this year, but, but Don Staley is fucking phenomenal. She is so good. What she has done there in South Carolina is phenomenal. She was in the conversation. There's there's the conflicting reports whether she had an actual interview or not, but like she was in the conversation to get the Blazers head coaching job um, when it was open that eventually went to Coach Billups. And the, a lot of times when they talk about uh, first female head coaches in the NBA, it's uh, Becky Hammond, the assistant there in San Antonio, who gets a lot of the the praise. But here's the thing, man. If, if Becky Hammond took over my basketball team, if I'm an NBA coach, I'd be like, okay, show me what you got. I know you've been coaching in the NBA for a while as an assistant under Pop. That's great, but show me what you got. If you gave that job to Don Staley, I'd be like, sweet. Just go <laughs> at it. it. And here's the deal. Don, dude, she has such a gravity about her. Like People worry about this whole it, – it's all based in sexism, right? But like, how would she command a locker room, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, well, she walks in and flashes that national championship ring now. She's going to walk into any NBA locker room if she were the head coach, and she's going to command the respect out of any fucking player in that locker room. Mm-hmm. She's like – Dude, she is so smart and so good. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I would love to see her coach in the NBA or even in NCAA men's one day, but she doesn't need to do that to vindicate herself. Like, she's good, regardless of anything else. I know people like to argue, like, oh, it's the women's game. But no, that's bullshit. Dawn Staley might be the best basketball coach in college basketball right now, and that's no bullshit. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina wasn't necessarily terrible before she took over, but, I mean, she is pretty clearly the reason that they're where they are. Clearly. Clearly. I mean, you look at, like, like, look at at Oregon. Let's bring it back to a a team we're more familiar with. Like, Ernie Kent had his ups and downs, but Ernie Kent was a good coach. He he took this team in basketball. He he took them to, what, the, the Elite Eight against Florida. Like, they made runs. 
But then you bring in Dana Altman. Dana Altman is leaps and bounds a better head coach than Ernie Kent. That doesn't necessarily mean Ernie Kent was bad or that Oregon was bad before Dana Altman got here. But Dana Altman is obviously far better. Same thing with what you just said, Jamie. Like It's not like South Carolina was bad, but when you're struggling to get over the hump or you need that little bit extra, Dawn Staley is that little bit extra. She she is so, so fucking good when it comes Mm. to coaching the X's nose of basketball, man. She literally, I mean, think about this. She just beat a guy in Gino who is regard, he's regarded as kind of the coach K of women's basketball. One of the best to ever do it. And she out coached the shit out of him in that game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is next level. Good dude. She is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you got to think she is one put back shot away from being a back to back champion. Right. Wild man. Like, yep. uh, I mean, the, the results don't lie there. Nope, not at right? all. And she had probably the best women's so, basketball player the last two years. But and and that, and to be clear, I, I mentioned the NBA and the NCAA men's. I I hope she doesn't get her chance. I do not want her to get her chance in the NBA or the NCAA. I know that sounds harsh, but the reason being is I want people to start taking women's basketball seriously. Fuck this. This coach is really good, but has to go to the NBA to prove herself. She's proven herself right here, dude. And girls basketball is phenomenal. Dude, you look at what, what Sabrina did. You look at what Paige Buchers did with UConn. You look at all the stars that she has at South Carolina, Don Staley has. The, women's basketball is one is in one of the best spots it's ever been in. So, no. Don hey, Staley, no Buker, Don Staley does death range, baby. Like, <laughs> dude, she's so good. She's so good. And here's the thing. Like, you don't want to disrespect her because you're an Oregon fan. But, like, Paige Buchers, she might be better than Sabrina when it's all said and done. Like, she is that fucking good. She's transcendent. She's phenomenal. But no, like if Dawn Staley wants to go to coach the men's game, that's on her. Do it. But I do not want to argue that she needs to go do that to prove herself because she doesn't. Agreed. She has already proven that she's one of the best basketball coaches, men's or women's, regardless. She's one of the best basketball coaches in the game right now. Agreed. Boom. Love it. I agree. Let's go to our women's tournament challenge bracket. Uh, there's an asterisk here. Uh, I made a mistake when I was doing this bracket challenge setup, and I did not lock the bracket. <laughs> so people could come in and add whenever they wanted, and Owls fan 954 did exactly that with his 24th bracket. <laughs> because if you remember from the last episode we recorded, Eli made sure to check if Owls fan 954 was okay because he was doing so terribly and somehow he ended the, up his on the bracket, top of our If bracket. you remember, I, I pointed this out, it had Montana State going to the Elite Eight. So, but he, uh, whoever this person is, got rid of that bracket, put in this good bracket. So, they are not a listener. I'm pretty sure. We'll find out. We'll find and if out. If you are, then <laughs> they tweet at us. Then, so. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm putting an asterisk here. You did not win. Your 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 bracket. Does the original not bracket count. was not able to win. <laughs> so, um, so the winner of our tournament challenge because we make the fucking rules here. Our show, goddammit. is is Torsten. Ugh. Did he pick BYU to win it all? <laughs> no, he picked South Carolina. Oh. Surprising. No, he didn't pick him to win it all, and I already heard from him on Twitter about it. So <laughs> he, did pick, thing, he did pick him to go to the Sweet Sixteen. So he did. <laughs> I love the fact that I love the fact that Torsten 
shouts me out on Twitter after every episode because you know what? That means he listens. That he means does. he listens. He's a, oh, oh, he for he's sure listens. I love it, my guy. <laughs> I love it. Torsten, Torsten, shout out to our awesome. boy Torsten. There, there's so, a reason Torsten got congratulations, an Torsten, of the Commissioner of Sports Movies. Because he is a he is our one incredibly active listener. We got some lurker listeners who I believe listen to every episode, and we appreciate you all. Don't get me wrong, Torsten is a very active listener and very engaged. <laughs> so he got an episode. <laughs> so he gets and he gets shout yeah, he gets outs. Yeah. Shout but outs I will always engages. pick on him for picking BYU because it gets me because then he gets mad that I called him out and then he tweets at me and <laughs> it gets me engagement on Twitter. So you know it's yeah. a circle of life. And, and shout out for Trevor for like single handedly carrying our Discord channel right now. <laughs> oh, I haven't even exactly. Looked. I, I like I talk shit to him on there, but it's like basically just Trevor and I exchanging barbs and memes. So if anybody would like know, to join was... our Discord, it's a uh, uh, Chris. Chris joins in too. Chris joins in yeah, too. I was being helpful. I was trying to get life into that Discord, and half the time I tag Jamie and get no response. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" So it's... I don't have notifications even on in Discord. <laughs> hey, I have I a trail. I have a Trailcasters Discord for my Blazers podcast, and I don't it. have notifications on. I don't need that shit, but I comment on that shit like crazy. Build the community, baby. I don't. Yeah, Eli. I don't and even open and, it. And that's why I pre. That's why if you were if you were in this if you were a true friend and would have watched my Twitch stream today and would have been in the conversation, <laughs> that's that is why you would understand why Eli is my main bitch. That's why you would understand. This. I'm a main bitch. He is. He is my number one. Like that. He, he's. Yeah. As, Eli as is single by say, choice. I am married with children as, and a puppy as by Butters choice. Would so say, Eli is my bottom bitch. Right. South Park reference. That's that's my bottom. Oh, bitch. I don't. I don't get that. But. Oh my god! You got to watch that episode. It's a great episode. That means you're my number one. Okay. Okay. Anyway. No. The thing is. Circling back. The thing is. I shout I shout out Eli in my Discord. I shout out Eli on my on my on my Twitch streams. But when I try to sh- shout out Jamie, it's just crickets, baby. It's just crickets. When I shout out Eli, Let's, I don't open Discord. <laughs> well, yeah. I I don't even open it. Like I, I I'm sorry, Chris. I apologize. But How are you gonna build the brand? I, baby? I don't. I'm not trying. I you know. <laughs> We've talked about how great we are. We gotta get you media. on Discord. We gotta get you on TikTok. We gotta get you on Truth. Donald Trump's new social media no. app. We gotta get I'm you on, on everything. TikTok. I just don't TikTok. <laughs> anyway, Torsten, good job. Ninety four point nine percent. That's pretty impressive. That's an impressive nice, bracket. That's an impressive bracket. Not gonna lie, that's impressive. Trevor with his chalk bracket, ninety one point eight. I know what I'm doing next year to wreck Trevor's <laughs> life. Just going straight chalk as well. Just make sure that he can't win. Hell yeah. All right. That is March Madness. Anybody have any closing thoughts? Not on my end. It's over. So it's officially Masters Week because that's how sports works this time of year. And I love it. All right. NHL updates. The Avs are still really good. Cool. That's my I update. I haven't watched any NHL. Sorry. No, I said I would. I watched the Avs, and they're they're very good at hockey. So cool. That's what I got. Sweet, sweet. Formula One race coming up this mm. weekend. Australian Excuse Grand me. Prix. Say that again. What the Australian Grand Prix? You can never say Grand Prix. I didn't know. No, it has to be Grand Prix. Because you will, like, 
Any coverage no, is always the Grand Prix. <laughs> That's because they're all exactly. British. <laughs> Immerse yourself, Jamie. Immerse yourself. No, no I'm American. The Fuck Grand you. Prix. <laughs> it's beautiful. It does sound better. It does better. sound better, doesn't it? It's amazing. It does. It's, it's incredible. Who you got? Okay, you watch Drive to Survive. Are you as into F1 now as I am? Oh, dude, I'm hooked. All of a sudden, I'm ho- I'm literally watching. So good. I'm watching the Saudi Arabia Grand Grand Prix for the second time right as we speak. <laughs> it is on my third monitor right now. I am hooked. I am in. It's because they got their fucking greasy little palms in me, dude. But oh, it's yeah, it's so good. Who you got? Who's gonna win? I know who I got. <sighs> who do you got? I got Carlos Sainz or Signs, excuse me, Signs. Um, yeah, he he hit uh, he got points in every race last year except one. Uh, the Ferrari has a fast car this year. The and, Ferraris are fucking and the fast. Australian Grand Prix is a fast track. So expect expect this to be a real fun one. Um, I expect uh, I would say I I honestly am feeling a uh, a sign Leclerc. Um, one two. One two, yep. huh? You're going Ferrari one two again. Yep. You got Verstappen three yeah. then? Yeah. Verstappen's fast this year too. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't I don't know how you go against Red Bull or Ferrari right the, now. They're far they they have the two F1. best cars and it's not even close. Right now. It's real really not close. <laughs> like Renault's off the map right now. Uh like I mean, where's where's like I, I uh AMG, the Mercedes cars are that that has to be the biggest surprise of the season sure. in F one is the Mercedes cars. Um the McLarens look terrible. Look awful. <laughs> Hass is um, Hass. <laughs> Hass is just doing Hass stuff. Uh, they're but they have points. They have points. They have points this year. Hass is Hass is better than they have been in years. Fair. And the the changes to the cars this year and the uh spending cap that F one has implemented changes the game True. a little bit. Um, so I, I, it's going to be an incredible season. I hope, I hope the rest of these, like, it would be really nice to see McLaren get back into this. I forgot, I forgot that Renault is now Alpine. My bad. My B. <laughs> I, I'm watching, yeah, I'm watching Drive like to Survive. Renault. It's still Renault. So the yeah. old one. Yeah. The old mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Renault. Um, yeah, it's hard. You can't right now. You can't bet against Ferrari or Red so Bull, you, you but you got to think with the, the history that Mercedes has, and they have arguably the best driver in the sport right now in Lewis Hamilton. You got to think Mercedes is going to get their cars back in shape here mm-hmm. soon. I'm uh, Chris. You got any input? So uh, I'm going with Dale Earnhardt. Oh, <laughs> you are so gross. He's been my favorite racer for a long time. You know, I really he's appreciate dead, right? him. Lightning McQueen might come in. Close second. <laughs> All joking aside, I know not a thing about F1. What I do know, Jamie, I didn't know is that I want to get into F1 because I what? am incredibly intrigued by what's going to happen in Sin City in 2023. Watch Drive to Survive. Okay. You will not be able to get through that series and not love F1. Um, here's and here's what we're gonna do. I was extremely skeptical, and I am. Like hook line and sinker. This, this goes for the listener too. The race, uh, the Australian Grand Prix, 
is at uh, April 9th is is the day at, at um starts 10 p.m. my time so 11 p.m. mountain time 10 p.m. pacific um we i will be chilling in one of our discord channels um i'm i yes. will and i, I will, will have join. jamie join chris if you'd like to watch it with us you are allowed to join any listener if you want to you come in you hang out with us we'll watch some f1 we'll drink some beers together we'll have a good time our Discord channel is in our bios of, I think, all of our social media at this point. I, I like yes, how you guys are like, it is. watch this documentary. It'll really make you like like F1. And I'm like, hey, watch this documentary. It's cool. It's about soccer. And you're like, but will it make me like soccer? Then I don't want to watch it. That was it. Jamie. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'm I'll watch open. it, too. I do I like open. a good documentary, I, especially age, sports one. I am open to liking soccer. Here's the deal on on the documentary Sunderland Till I Die. It might not make you like soccer, but it will make you appreciate soccer. And it's okay. A, I'm down and for that. Itself is a really good documentary. There's two seasons on Netflix. I'm going to tell you that the second season, unless you're into soccer and how things go, the second season is meh. The first season is just a perfect documentary for an intro lesson into soccer, and it's 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 a good watch. I'll tell you that. You guys okay. watch that. I will I'll commit watch to watching drive it. To survive. I cool. was, I was being drive to survive. Sponsor us. Sarcastic. We'll be we'll be an F one. I'm always I'm more than down willing to, to become. I'm more than willing to become an F one podcast. If we can get sponsored by Formula <laughs> One, I will be I will be a hundred percent an F one podcast. <laughs> I will I, go away from Dutch I'm, football to be an F one. I'm in. <laughs> I am in. I'm in full bore with F one at the moment. So I F1 love sponsor it. Sponsor us. Appreciate it. I think that's it. it. That's an episode. That's an epi. What? I don't. It's a thick sode. It is. It is thick. I mean, we did take a little break in there. We did take a break. We will be back next week with your regularly scheduled programming. Yes. Yes, we will. We got F1 to talk about. We got the Masters to talk about. We can't take another week off. Correct. Correct, sir. The week after that, Jamie and I need to have a little bit of a conversation. So um, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, everyone. Uh, Who's doing the buzzer beater? I think we should give it to so Chris. Too. Eli and I have done I like the last me. five. I think it should be Chris. So we're going to give it to Chris. My buzzer beater for what? the week. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Chris. What? Wait a minute. We got to thank the listener oh, first. Fuck the listener. Jeez. <laughs> Were you listening that was, earlier? <laughs> that was the third wheel talking. No. <laughs> listener. Don't listen, Don't listen to, Chris. to Chris. We love you. Like I said, we got some lurkers. You're valuable to us, too. We got some active listeners. We love you. If you could go uh, put some juice into some Zeta June albums, they just uh, released a new live recording on their band camp. Um, if you go check them out, Zeta June, um, on Bandcamp, that'd be, I mean, a lot to us, I mean a lot to them. They let us use their music for free. So go give them some juice boys. Um, and, and girls. girls, sorry, excuse me, boys and girls, go give them some juice. Um, and yeah, so, uh, we'll check you next week. And Christopher, Hit us with that buzzer beater. My buzzer beater is 
special for the two of you. Mm. And that is... It's a long buzz breeder. I apologize. Our pre-planned game of Oregon at Colorado on November 5th, my birthday, is in jeopardy. Because... Burkhart baby number three is due mid to late October. No! Deuces. No, you're fucking lying! You can't just drop that! You can't do that! You can't do that! That is not okay! (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) 